The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 3 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump and Stink is not here. So, a funny story. Uh, we re- originally recorded an intro and an outro for this week's episode featuring Sarah Joy Shockey. Unfortunately, there were some audio mishaps. We kind of chalked it up to the microphones we were using. Uh, there were different ones than we, the ones we normally use, the ones I'm recording on now. So we went ahead and purchased two new microphones. Uh, hopefully that'll solve the issue. So... Unfortunately, you won't get the 10 to 15 to 20 minute uh, intros that we normally do. But I promise you, I, I fingers crossed, I promise you that uh, next week's episode will feature a, a little heavier intro just to sort of make up for the lack of this one. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I just talked about my weekend in Toronto. I was up in Toronto for SummerSlam weekend. I, I went to hang out with my friends, Braden Harrington, Davey Portman. MJ from NJ, Brandon from New Jersey, WH Park, Jesse from The Six, uh, John Pollock, Waiting, all those guys that we all love here at the PWT cast. I'll uh, I'll touch upon that next week when we I'll just briefly run through all that. There's uh there's some great stories including a very fun Brendan Fraser story which I've been telling this story nonstop by my Brendan Fraser story. Brayden Harrington and I we recorded a podcast while I was over there which will be out soon just you know patience but that episode uh we briefly touch upon like my love for brandon frazier who i've been campaigning for like the longest now that there needs to be a brandon frazier renaissance so uh this podcast might soon become the uh brandon frazier podcast which if you guys love him as well uh, let me know send send some feedback what's your what's your favorite brandon frazier movie and like if it's the mummy or the mummy you know trilogy that's fine i guess but there's uh there's some more Brendan Fraser movies out there that you guys need to uh, check out because that man is quite the talented dude. But uh, I'll just I'll just get to the you know get to the meat of this. This week's guest is Sarah Joy Shockey, who along with a handful of people has been very helpful with getting uh, helping me get everything set up for the show. When I came up with the idea along with uh, Matt Nixon Stank as we mentioned on last week's episode, which also, uh, shout out to everyone who's been sending all this positive feedback to us. Uh, we don't, like, we know everyone who listens is cool, you know? You guys are all pretty fucking cool. But there's just been so much of it. Like, we know at some point someone's going to tell us how much it sucks or they hate it or something. Um, you know who you are, whoever left a four-star review instead of a five-star review. But we've just like not really heard any of that yet which is awesome it makes us feel good and like shout out germany i noticed through the analytics on our podcast like it shows you where everyone's listening and uh quite uh quite a bit of german listeners that are uh, listening to this podcast so shout out germany um but sarah joy shockey she very much helped me with what kind of equipment i should get um kind of like the more logistical side of things and she she sings our intro you know if any of you ever listened to marty and sarah love wrestling and if you haven't please go listen to it it's probably like my favorite podcast out there right now but 
she does the the intro for her own podcast and she does it for jimmy jacobs doesn't know jimmy jacobs podcast and when i thought of like i'm gonna have my own podcast without a doubt i knew that i had to have sarah joy shockey uh sing on my intro and that's exactly what happened uh sarah and i do this thing where she and i talk for extended hours at a time you know like we're such good friends that it just doesn't feel like it's been an hour and a half of us recording but then we sit there and we go holy shit we just talked for an hour and a half so this is a a little bit more of a condensed version of uh that conversation that we had um it won't take away from the enjoyment of it like i probably could have done like a four-part series with sarah each like an hour and a half long and she's such a good talker that you know you guys probably would have loved it so (laughs) if that's something you guys want to hear a four-part mini series with uh, sarah joy shockey where we talk our love of like pokemon and uh i don't know anime let us know um but like i mentioned that at at the start of this next week it'll be back to like our normal intro where stink and i go back and forth um we are introducing a new segment at the end of the show so stick around for that along with uh our mailbag segment uh that we've it's kind of become popular we've gotten like quite a few emails we we obviously can't read all of them but we're doing our best to you know get about to like three or four a week you know again if you have any questions or just comments concerns send them over to pwtcast at gmail.com um but yeah without any further ado let us get to this week's show with sarah joy shockey all right guys welcome back to the podcast uh if you heard the intro to the podcast you heard a beautiful voice the voice of an angel singing over uh a pretty dope beat dope rap beat i think that's what the kids would call it i have to check with uh teenage correspondent cash but the this next person that i'm gonna have on we have a lot in common we both love pokemon we both love marty DeRosa, and we both didn't get into wrestling until very late so we have a hard time uh relating with older wrestling fans who bring up these very specific times in wrestling that we don't remember but politely nod our head and go oh yeah i remember uh ladies and gentlemen sarah joy shockey it's me it's me and scrum finally face to face finally finally sarah i like i've mentioned before i didn't get into wrestling until it i specifically remember it was the go home edition of smackdown right before wrestlemania 20 and it was see you've got a good like 12 extra years on me i'm pretty sure yeah when did when did you first start watching like mid shield mid shield i remember because dean ambrose attacked seth rollins with a hot dog cart that he stole in new york because they were in new york Mm -hmm. and i'd been like kind of watching with a group of friends and then i saw that happen and i was like um excuse me i love this for the rest of my life apparently see which is like weird because even with me it was like you think oh eddie guerrero and kurt angle got me into wrestling Mm -hmm. it wasn't them wrestling or them like cutting a promo it's this like weird angle where eddie guerrero pushed I think like he pushed Paul Heyman who Paul Heyman pushed like Don Marie, I think it was. And then she hits her head or something and the police arrest him and Kurt Angles is being like a shit king and making fun of him. Yeah. It's like that. It's not. It's like those weird, like little emotional moments where I was like, Hey, isn't 
this guy's supposed to be your friend or something? Like, I don't know. I just remember being like, what is going on? This is, and I was like making people explain it and they were like, oh yeah, he's like a lunatic. And I'm like, then why does he have such adorable dimples? Like, what's happening? (laughs) I love this. And then from there we went, but that was like 2014. So I'm, I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling as a kid. I'm way late in the game. I wasn't either. And my parents, they weren't, uh, I know your parents were more religious, right? Yeah, they were strict. uh, But then there would be like, (laughs) I think sometimes they were just lazy about not wanting to like check in. They'd be like, I don't like the name Rugrats. You can't watch that. And I'm like, okay. No, see my parents didn't really like care because I think because in their head, they're like, well, they're not saying bad words in Spanish and you know, like doing all these things. But they were because they couldn't really understand what was going on, you know, in all English. the strange they, nuances. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, sure. Like I like one of my cousins was I always say she's like my uh, my English mom just because she was the one who was like, oh, no, no, no. That's uh, that's rated R. You should not be watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She would be the one like enforcing it. But I remember very early on, my mom was like, you can't watch wrestling. And I was just like, OK, you know, right like, now. Yeah, right now. And I never I just didn't follow it like i i remember i was with my cousin and a bunch of his friends and they were all like let's play wrestling we're all gonna play wrestlers and everybody picked a wrestler and it was all wwe guy wwe guys and i only knew who sting was because he looked like the crow mm-hmm. and so i was like oh that's the coolest thing and this I, makes sense to me yeah and i was like oh i'm the crow or i'm sting and everyone looked at me like i you know like if i, if I said i'm mickey mouse because they were just like what like we're wrestling we're playing wwf not you know wcw as if i would have <laughs> as if you would have been like ah oh, the nuances yeah i really think my first experience was seeing the scorpion king and being like who is this the rock hi yeah like with me like people people have these fond memories of the rock and stone cold but to me it's like oh stone cold's that uh, that adorable podcast guy yeah which like it's the most adorable thing stone cold steve austin he's podcasting. the sweetest like like the humanity of steve austin of like he gets nervous about certain guests he tries to do his research like he is just such a hard-working kind soul and i just yeah. i love listening to how he interviews i love just listening to stories of him like hey i made margaritas and hung out with my dog this weekend there was uh, one of my favorite stories was um, Court Bauer was driving through um, Florida mm-hmm. and he wanted to go to Disney and he had like a season pass or a hookup or something, mm-hmm. but he didn't have anyone with him. He was like traveling for work and he just called up Steve Austin and was like, hey, you want to go to Disney World? And he was like, yeah, I'll see what this gimmick's all about. And they just went to Disney together, like unplanned for a day and every time i see him i want to like delve back into that story because Mm -hmm. like somebody needed to like pull him away for like something with the show and it's just like always stuck in my head it's like what a magnificent i think they did the jungle cruise just the two of them like what a oh my god uh, what a dream that sounds and you know he appreciated like all the hard work to like set up disney and like make it a great place yeah see that that reminds me of uh i've mentioned before on this podcast that i was at the atlantis resort in the bahamas when we went on the Jericho cruise with like all the members of the elite and the, like Matt, the, the young bucks, they were with their families mm-hmm. and with us, it was hangman, the single boys, the single boys. Yeah. It was hangman, <laughs> the stags, hangman, Kenny and Marty. And they were just seeing them and like, Marty DeRosa and Marty DeRosa, both Marty's. We had scroll and DeRosa. I tweeted out on uh, Marty scrolls birthday. If you Google Marty and Sarah love wrestling in the Google image search, mm-hmm. the first picture that pops up is a joke picture of me doing the hand with Marty scroll. Really? We tweeted out like, Oh, Marty and Sarah love wrestling. 
And it's so funny that that's the first picture that comes up. I don't know why the algorithm does that. They're probably like, oh, he seems like he's doing well. Let's pop him up there. <laughs> I, now I need to Google that. I need to see that picture for myself. Yeah, I just tweeted it out um, on his birthday two days ago, three days ago. A few days ago. I, don't, I mean, at the, I don't know how long it will have been when this six months ago. Yeah. At, <laughs> at the time of this, the release of at this At the time podcast. of this recording, let's just say I got his birthday right. Yeah. Um, but it's like even being with them at like, you know the atlantis resort and that was like their first time there and it's cool seeing because you for people forget these are normal you know these are normal people mm -hmm. they're normal humans like i had I had a conversation with kenny as we were going like into the water park about uh deep river water park it's very it's a water park in indiana they would have very catchy commercials mm -hmm. it was one of those things where i'm like well all of us know it because we're all from chicago and like I, i'm singing the tune and kenny's like oh i know that <laughs> and I'm just like, what? How do you know this very specific thing from my childhood? That'd be like him being like, oh, I know the Eagle Man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just like, what? And then just hearing him, he was like, yeah, we would get the commercials up here. I'm like, that's so weird. See, I never heard those, but maybe it was because we all got Indiana Beach. I vaguely remember those. We might have been like regionally. Yeah, my nephews are... Uh, four and five and they think that indiana beach is like slightly cooler than disney world really yeah because they're like they just they don't you know know mm -hmm. the amount of like capitalism and See, we, variance we took my nephew at like a very young age to universal studios and he was so in love with that that anywhere else we take him to might as well be like some like piece of shit playground yeah in, like, right the middle of nowhere <laughs> like my sister said like they took him to disney and he was just like yeah, this is fun, but they don't have Spider-Man. Yeah, my nephews do a trick where when you ask them their favorite part of any day, they'll just tell you whatever they're doing right now. Like, <laughs> we, we took them to Disney, got all the, like, hookups. Mary-Kate, who mm -hmm. I've talked about before, so sweet, helped us, like, meet the Peter Pan guys, the Star Wars guys. Like, we did everything. And then at the end of the day, we just parked the stroller in front of like a big TV while some of the other family members rode like the Tower of Terror and we bought them some cheese popcorn and we were like, okay, guys, what's the best part of the day? And they were like, mm, right now eating cheese popcorn, probably. <laughs> we were like, okay, we could have just done that all day. Yeah, like it's it's weird with kids because like my nephew, I took him to see uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the, the animated Spider-Man movie. So good. And it's so good. And the whole, the whole story is like this really strong relationship with like an uncle and his nephew and i love my nephew so yeah. of course i'm sitting there like bawling and crying so i'm just like oh i love this kid mm -hmm. and he's just cool just chill and relax and i'm like oh, are, are you having fun he's like yeah i'm like oh, do you like the movie mm-hmm <laughs> I'm like, do you, do you want to go? He's like, no, 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 it's fine. We can stay. As it's if, fine. As if he was, as if this seven-year-old was doing me the favor. It's fine, Uncle Dork. Like, yeah. I'll watch your little film with you. Yeah, and, uh, and then we then we get home, and he tells my mom, he's like, oh, Grandma, I love the movie. It was the best. And I'm like, you. He wants you to think he's cool. Yeah. That's the trick. Because you forget, like, when you get older, mm -hmm. that little kids see you the way that you saw adults when you were a kid. But you don't know, like who and what extent but like there are adults that i have on a pedestal for the rest of my life and like i don't know what their deal was but i just remember in one moment they made me feel like a million bucks mm -hmm. and it's like oh i'm that for some people but like i'm never gonna know because i'm not inside that little kid's head like you know he's just trying to be like yeah whatever it's cool if you like it i probably kind of like it yeah and that's 
like I've tried to get him to watch wrestling. Like I don't I don't think your nephews watch wrestling. Oh, really. they play Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa on the trampoline. They put their little underwears on. Really? They love wrestling. They've seen uh Colt and Marty and uh Joey and Martina's match uh, uh-huh. my mom keeps the commentary on mute because they say some dirty things mm-hmm. and um it was so funny she my mom came to a black label show mm-hmm. and she had a great time loves chris statlander that was like her i always tell chris whenever i see her i'm like you're my mom's like favorite wrestler from uh-huh. that show but she gets home and she puts on the colt match and then later she's talking to me she goes you know colt really has like like you can tell he's a professional like he has a star quality not that the people at the show weren't but like you can tell that colt knows what he's doing i was like okay you're the expert now yeah i see my nephew was a lot less impressed with my uh with my wrestling debut like i oh, showed he was yeah like i showed him the clip of me which was like a weird thing too because i like i i went to my parents house and this was my sister was still living there to show them how like hey i just came out at the Sears center dressed like a penis mm-hmm. you know and my nephew's like i want to see i want to see and i'm like i don't know if i should show him me dress as a giant inflatable penis but then i'm like well i'll be the cool uncle and i show him and he's just like cool (laughs) and then you know cut to a few months later and i win the freelance wrestling halloween battle royale yes dressed as a penis i love that you say royale too people jump down my throat for saying royale and i think it's always battle royale yeah that that's not battle royal battle royale with cheese battle royale with cheese exactly but like i show him that and he's just like cool cool and um, our little buddy Penelope, who recently turned seven, uh, thought that you were all marshmallows, oh, I, and everyone was laughing. And then she, partway through the match, goes, "I know what they are." <laughs> like in a way that's like, "Okay, you boys are having your fun." She's like a thousand years old. This kid. Oh, I I follow I follow her mom on Instagram, and yeah, she'll post like the stories of her. Oh, she's so funny. She mm. said the other day. Uh, Brandy told Penelope the story of how MJF made our little buddy Dina, who just turned five, cry mm-hmm. because Dina had a nightmare that MJF came into our house and stole all of her toys. Mm-hmm. So I told MJF that like an idiot, and he marches right over to her at AAW and goes, "I'm going to break into your house for real and steal all your toys." <laughs> and she starts crying, and then like he was like, "Wow, she's shoot crying." I'm like, "Okay, now you're also using smarky terms on this poor child." And uh, Brandy told Penelope that. And she goes, if I see, she goes, next time I see MJF, I'm going to tell him to eat shit. (laughs) I'm like, you're seven. And that's like the most, like, I have friends who will never be that confident. God, that, yeah, to have that confidence as a seven-year-old. I have 45-year-old friends who will never be that confident. See, it's funny. Like, I, you and I had this conversation, like, speaking of, like, kids into wrestling. Because the other day on your podcast, you guys were talking about, like, what do kids find cool? Which wrestlers? Teens. Which teens? How do you we know? get the teens? Yeah, how do you get the teens, you know? And there there was a time where, because I've known Marty for... Longer than me. For, yeah, longer than you. I, I Almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And there was, a ti- there was a time where if he needed a reference, you know, who do teenagers find cool, he would go to me. Yeah. And nothing made me realize. You've aged like, out. <laughs> I've aged out when his go-to, you know, teen was Cash. But how crazy is it going to be when Cash is like 30 and we're like, what are the teens still like? And he's like, I don't know. I can ask my son who's four. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> when, yeah. When th- that's also cool because so like, you know, we mentioned we weren't around for like the attitude era. So but I get a, um, 
I live with an encyclopedia, a very handsome, personable encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. So it's very fun anytime I have like a history specific wrestling question. And then we have all the resources in the world at yeah. our fingertips. So it's just like, oh, YouTube video, WWE Network, independent wrestling TV, like high spots, anything that you need, you can go through and find and explain anything. Yeah, but see, it's like nice to have that reference because he can give me like a little bit more of the context having lived through it. And that's how it was when I was living with... Uh, Matt Nix of Freelance Wrestling. Mm-hmm. We moved in next Friend door. of the podcast, I think we can say. Friend of the podcast, uh, sponsor of the podcast, official sponsor of the oh, podcast. Okay, all right. Uh, but he had, when we moved in, I had my giant collection of like just random DVDs, and he had that times two of just wrestling DVDs. That's just, the best. Yeah, just old, you know, Japanese tapes, old ECW stuff, just everything. We had a. Um one of the juggalo festival championship wrestling yeah jcw uh-huh. um and it was amazing because i didn't know what was on it somebody found it at like a thrift store and like officer colt cabana was on it mm-hmm. there was like the weed robot and i was just like what a treasure yeah i mean that's what it would be like with him where i you know it would just be us and i'm like well i don't know well what would you recommend and he would just get so happy and be like, you have to watch this specific match from. Oh, that's the 90- best. Yeah. And he would just, and for the most part, I was like, awesome. I love it because especially with a lot of like early or late nineties wrestling, like in WCW, a lot of those cruiserweights. I love that. Like, yeah. You can put on any Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Dean Malenko, and I'll, I'll just sit there and watch it. Yeah. Not so much like a giant Gonzalez, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's, it's cool. Like learning all that because when I first got into wrestling, I knew nothing except for WWE. Yeah. You know? And like, I think I didn't even know. I barely knew I was watching raw only. Mm-hmm. And then like just starting to understand that there was like a scene outside of that. And then I started working for resistance pro. So it was like very early on. Mm-hmm. I had this weird, like, side backdoor entry into wrestling so like when my friends and i were watching the wrestler i was like oh my god this is exactly what it's like at an indie wrestling show before and it like suddenly occurred to me that like there are a lot of people that don't see that weird like time after the ring set up but before doors are open where people are shaking hands setting up merch planning the matches like that's such an odd little tiny section of the world mm-hmm. that only like this set of people know yeah, about because i i know when leading up to my match uh for freelance wrestling it was one of those things where nick was like hey just you know show up show up an hour or so early mm-hmm. so we can go over everything i call it, it's the witching hour yeah, for the, wrestling it's the, like it is sincerely like magical where it's like there's that charged up energy. People are getting excited. They're like half in their gear mm-hmm. saying hi to each other. I always just kind of like safety to hang out by the video people. Like I feel like that's mm-hmm. where I just am like, eh, this is where I feel at home. Well, with me, I was I was afraid because I think by that point, most people had like been smartened up to, oh, he's going to win the thing, which like I I didn't want to. You know, I was like, I have I've had maybe two week two three weeks of actual like wrestling training you bore the burden yeah i was like I, but hey you know if, if the boss wants me to go over i'll do it but it was one of those things too where i was like oh i'll find the castro or olsen because i know who they are and they won't and i was afraid maybe one of the veterans would say something but 
no, everyone was really nice. And again, it, it's interesting just The vibe at Freelance is very like that. You know, like mm-hmm. everyone's, I don't know. It's a chill friendly. Every place's vibe is a little different, but I'd mm-hmm. say almost everywhere I go, there's like a friendliness and like a camaraderie before the match. And it doesn't really matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Like we brought um, one of Marty's friends to a show and she was up in the balcony with us and um, wrestlers would just come up and shake hands. And mm-hmm. it was just like, there's a moment where she got like a wrestler came and shook her hand and she goes, Oh, I'm nobody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just shake the hand. Like nobody knows, like you're here. It's okay. Like, and it's so funny cause she is like somebody in her line of work. You know uh-huh. what I mean? But it's like to immediately be like, I'm not, I don't belong here. It's like, I think we've all experienced that and mm-hmm. still experience that, that hap- where you that just happened- have to be like, no, yeah. it's okay. I think that happened to us at like the last show we were at together where there was wrestlers coming up to us and like, saying hello, shaking our hands. Was that the show where my friend Toby was at the freelance show? No, this was the show where uh, there was those two random women up in the balcony. Mm. And they were like... Uh, we know Joe. Yeah, we know Joe. And there was no Joe. There was no Joe. And they just like saw people hanging out in the balcony. They saw a couple of the wrestlers, like girlfriends or like people that were there came right up we're so drunk mm-hmm. and it was so great because matt nix goes over and it's kind of like hey you, you can't be up there and they're like got so like in date they reminded me so much of like the types of women that always heckle marty at comedy shows it's like this weird like flirtatious mean privilege mm-hmm. where you're like what are you doing like you're not coming across in a fun way <laughs> yeah no and it, again it's weird because like you mentioned the vibe there it's usually super chill like, well and also like he doesn't want to be like confronting people he's oh, running a wrestling show he's got no. a million things to worry about he doesn't want to be like hey you're misbehaving yeah and it was just fun seeing them like joe told us we could be here and joe he's like, said we could and he's like i don't know a joe like joe yeah. who and they're like mm-hmm. He is a wrestler. And it's like, yeah, I booked all the wrestlers. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like it's I don't like know what to ta- tell you. You're talking to the head booker. Sorry, you got to go. Yeah, it was wild. Um, but yeah, like we mentioned, it, it's always it's always like a, a fun vibe. And uh, one, one of the cool things is, like you mentioned, when you bring people, especially to independent shows, because it's, if you take someone to like a WWE or like a... You get more of a concert experience. Exactly. Like where it's like corralled, you go to your mm-hmm. seat, like, you go buy merch, you go buy food, you go to the bathroom. So those are like the four locations. Do you do you remember your first WWE show? Because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about your first uh, independent your first ring of honor show because i was there as well but before yes we have a lot of firsts yeah Um, do you remember your first wwe show yeah it was extreme rules in chicago i want to say 2013 or 2014 whenever they were in chicago rusev and john cena had like a attached by a chain match yes i i don't remember which year but i I, that it was one of those years and i was there and I had got tickets for everybody, but then my app wasn't working and we were worried that we were going to get there late. And it just like the whole mood started with like me being really stressed out about these tickets. And like we had to go to will call and get the tickets. So we got in like a tiny bit late and we were in like just terrible seats. Like, but it was really fun because we were around like a kid who was yelling. And this was with uh, my ex-boyfriend at the time we were dating and then his best friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, this little kid was arguing with uh, my buddy Steve about whether Russia or the U.S. was better. And the kid's like, the U.S. is better. And Steve's like arguing for Russia just to like antagonize (laughs) this little kid. It was so funny. And I just remember being like... um, I was disappointed that Bray Wyatt didn't come out because I really wanted to do the lightning bugs mm-hmm, with your, phone. that was like the, the height of the lightning. I thought his intro song was so cool. 
and um, I, ha- I brought a sign. Mm-hmm. Peter, S- Screaming Pete made an appearance. Screaming Pete. Um, yeah, that's our resident podcast, Cat House. We've given away where we are. Um, but yeah, it was just a really like fun show. I had um, I had a sign that had the name of a Vine editor who would do like fun Vine drops with like wrestling, mm-hmm. and then on the other side it said Rusev and Lana, please kiss, because at the time they weren't like admitting that they were together, even though they were like obviously together. Um, and they didn't. And she kissed Dolph Ziggler a few weeks later. I I remember er- all of that I specifically. Was, that was like the era for Vines. And it was like comedy Vines, music Vines, wrestling Vines. And I would go home every day after work and I would watch Vines just like over and over. And my ex-boyfriend and I would get into arguments because I wanted to show him too many Vines. See, that reminds me of, again, we keep speaking about him but he should be spoken about matt nicks where we were going to a system of a down bless concert. Him. god bless him we were going to a system of a down concert and we were all we all met up at his house and it was my roommates his girlfriend uh cousin jeremy you've met cousin jeremy mm-hmm. and cj we wait, cj i think we were waiting on castro to come and so we're all just cousin sitting, castro cousin castro <laughs> uh and we're just waiting for him to get there and Nick just goes you guys want to watch vines and puts on some like massive vine compilation what that, a- that had shown that he'd already watched it and I, he later told me that's just his like go-to and it was like a an hour long thing of just random ones and he knew every single one of them like yep. I, 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 I bet i know every single one of them we still like mm-hmm. it's so fun to revisit those vine compilations now it's evolving they're like the dank meme compilations well, they have those uh the TikToks. tiktoks they have a lot of ones that are like tiktoks that radiate vine energy i mm-hmm. recommend those as well a lot of the people are still making vines but the weird thing is there are certain people that just like are gone or like you don't know where they went to when vine went away like that mm-hmm. was your way of seeing them and it's like this weird thing where um, I found I finally found Mystery Mansion. They would do these amazing like pixel videos with just like chill music in the background. And I found them on Instagram and it's like they're criminally underfollowed. And like I have all their songs on Spotify saved and I sent them a message. I was like, just so you know, this is my favorite music to do work to. There's like an EP of like four songs that I just like at any time in my life I can put on and be like just immediately comforted. And it's like so funny where I'm like, you, everyone in the world should know who you are, but you matter this much to me. So hopefully that means something. And they were really sweet. And I feel like with that, like if you, you can, uh, you can uh, use that same like mind frame with like wrestling, because I know there's wrestlers that you and I know of who, you know, they should be, they should be, you know, signed to a major company. King of the world. King of the world. Yes. And you know, their time will come. Yeah. If it's always the cream rises to the top. So their time will come. But like Mustafa Ali, I remember, I remember seeing him in freelance and being like, who is this guy? He's amazing. Yeah, I remember uh, like Matt Nixon Castro just like, oh, yeah, our buddy Ali, who, you know, he wrestles from time to time. He's a cop. He's a cop. He's the coolest guy in the world. He's super nice. Yeah. And they're just I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. The first friend. time I saw him, I remember thinking like, whoa, star quality. Mm-hmm. And it was the same way when I saw Drew McIntyre on the indies. It was like he's like four feet above everybody else i remember <laughs> marty was doing an in-ring I, interview I, with him we, we were i think i was were at, you that at that show, show? With it you. was in yep. berwin so already mm-hmm. the ceiling's short mm-hmm. he's tall and he just keeps pushing the mic closer to his face as marty's holding it it was so funny i have video of it still that it's just yeah, like I, that was yeah that was at berwin right that was a berwin yeah mm-hmm. yeah i specifically remember that one with you but 
Yeah, like I remember the first RussellCon that I went to was uh, in Dallas. and Oh, that was the year. Wait, was that in Dallas like 2014 or 2015? Um, 30, uh, 32? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the one where it was the first WrestleMania that was happening after our podcast started. Mm-hmm. And I believe I texted Marty three times only because I was so at that point in our like business relationship, I was so afraid that I would do one thing wrong and he would be like, Oh, you're not the person for this. What was I thinking? So I like, didn't want to bother him too much, but I would be like, is, uh, and that it looks like WrestleMania is pretty interesting. <laughs> like what a dip do. Yeah. I, so you were down there for your first WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I was down there for that. How many guys came up to you and said, wow, can't believe you're getting your WrestleMania cherry popped because for me a year later, it was at least four. Uh, I think maybe at least four too, you know, <laughs> no, well, a lot of people were, cause I used to I used to walk around in uh, my Young Bucks costume. Yes, I remember. Yeah, you see me? Because I was with you when the show was stopped and everybody cheered for you. Oh God, I completely forgot about that. Let's let's talk about that. You took um, a beautiful picture of me looking so happy to be yeah, there. So it, it was a fatal four way match. It was a Ring of Honor show, and it wasn't like a pay per view or anything. It was just like uh, it was maybe my second or third Ring of Honor show ever. Mm-hmm. I remember it was like a house show, I believe. Right? Yes. So it was me. It was me, you, Marty, and no, I don't think Marty was no, there. Marty wasn't there. It was, but Jimmy Lee was there. Friend of the podcast, Jimmy Lee. Yeah. It was. I don't know who else, but it was us three. We were there, and we got there. The show had already started, mm-hmm. um, and it was a fatal four way match. It was ACH, Nick Jackson, and two other very talented wrestlers. I Matt Jackson, right? No, no, was, no. It wasn't was a- He had a. He had his own separate thing. Oh, okay. Um. But it was. It was I love f- how my brain was like, no, it was both young bucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a it was a fatal four way, and I took a picture of you just admiring ACH because that was at the point too where like we it was such a he was like one of the first like AAW wrestlers that I just like glommed onto and was like, holy shit, who is this guy? He's amazing. And Marty made a secret deal with him to give me a t shirt. He was like, oh, you have to give someone a t shirt at the show. And he didn't tell me who. And then he's like, oh, by the way, it's ACH. And so I like tremblingly climbed the stairs to the balcony and gave him the shirt. And he was like super nice. And I was oh, just yeah, kind of like, <laughs> yeah, he's like the nicest. And person. it's like, we're such buds now. We're like, I've done so many promos with him. We always have such fun, like chemistry. But that first like entry, there's always so much doubt and fear. And like, until you do something a few times, like talk to wrestlers uh-huh. or do interviews, it's like, oh God, what am I doing? So, yeah. So, like with that gear, I think, cause I, I I had messaged them this when I got the gear this was prior to that WrestleMania where I was just like hey I have this idea I don't know if you guys will be okay with it or not I was like but I want to you know get the gear put your guys' uh, store on the back and they were like awesome do it you know That's it's, awesome. a, it's a walking advertisement and the bucks are the nicest people ever every interaction I've ever had with them has been a thousand percent positive and often in times where there's no reason that they should want to talk to another human soul. Like usually at those big weekends, mm-hmm. uh, I had to lead them through the kitchen of the hotel at all in to get to Colt's podcast uh-huh. away from their meet and greet. They had like 15 minutes away. So I had to like, and I'm real bad with directions. So I was like terrified and I got my buddy, Caitlin friend of the show, Caitlin, the show, Caitlin. to mem- help me memorize the route because i was so nervous colt was having me like 
get all oh, of the I, guests. I've, I've also been corralled into helping Colt with his podcast. And he's so confidently like, yeah, just do this. And I'm like, okay, a thousand doubts rising in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then like at the end of the podcast, I was doing a bit at the very end. So it was like, I had this bit that I just wrote that day. I had like, it was like the Young Bucks, Tommy Dreamer, James Ellsworth, and Jimmy Jacobs, and and um, Hurricane. Hurricane. Yeah, and I was like, had and like Jimmy, God bless him, just showed up and watched the podcast, so I didn't have to worry about him. He's in the audience. <laughs> Everyone else, I had to like pull away from their mm-hmm. table, take from their money, and then like the walk was like probably like three to four minutes. So it's not just like, so you kind of like make conversation, but Mm -hmm. also like, I was so scared. I think I remember Marty being like, you gotta just like chill a little bit. And I was like, I'm trying, (laughs) but it all went great. Yeah. Cause with me, I, I just assumed they were like, Oh, that's the guy who works for Ryan. Yeah. Who dresses up like us. But no, they've always been super nice, super conversational with me. So kind. Oh yeah. And they were the last people on the, podcast so i was like taking them away from their meet and greet mm-hmm. and then bringing them super nice that's well, the point the nicest thing that anyone could have done is uh i went to the show in my costume of course mm-hmm. and so we're walking up there and uh electricity in the air yeah. and we walk over to like the little section where we're standing just kind of like off to the we side. were like on the outskirts i remember because mm-hmm. it's like we didn't have seats we had like the fun ticket hookup mm-hmm. of like whoever helped us get tickets mm-hmm. and then uh you know everything's in progress yeah and it was at that point where like nick nick jackson looks over and sees me you know waves you know i wave back and he goes hey everybody he goes he's wearing exactly what i'm wearing yeah and it, it wasn't full the, the arena wasn't like full but no but me, it was like that inception moment where like everybody turns and oh, yeah, to me it might as well have been sixty thousand people and everyone looks over stares at me and it's just like like you said it's everything like goes quiet playing slow and he goes, come on, guys, this guy's awesome. And everyone starts chanting, this guy's awesome. Yeah. And I was there chanting yeah. it alongside. Yeah. It was such a cool moment because it was just like this this support where like no one, like it, they he didn't need to call it out and no. people didn't need to be on board with it, but they nope. were. And that's part of what's so fun about live wrestling is like people just get on board with stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of Ring of Honor shows of me in that costume, mm-hmm. I know you'll remember this one. It was uh, like a World of the Worlds tour, something like one of those shows mm-hmm. where uh, young, handsome hangman Adam Page got thrown right into the section where we were at. <laughs> and he like, he, you know, he's sitting there selling his injuries and he like, you can tell him what, what he what it was that he said to you. But I remember t- with me specifically, he grabs my tassels and like rummages them through his fingers and he goes, it's really nice gear, man. I'm like. Oh, okay, thank you. And just keeps going. He goes, yeah, it's really nice. And I'm like, okay. And he like the next day at the shop, because it was the day before we opened up the the retail store, mm-hmm. he goes, oh, you really had the gear. And I'm like, why do you remember that? Because he was inches away from your face. Yeah. That was a very eventful show. Um, he came over and was selling his injury. And I don't know what, there's like a certain thing where like wrestlers will just have power over you for a second. Like I remember walking by Matt Riddle's table and like apropos of nothing i just did like one little finger wave at him and went you crushed it and i was Mm -hmm. like who the fuck just said what (laughs) was that and it was like and i've spoken to other people who have had this riddle the riddle effect Uh uh-huh 
uh, it was like that with Adam Page where he like leans over and his like hairs down and he's like selling it and I just went you've really nice hair and he just kind of like looks up and is like oh thank you like it was such a little like and it, the best part of all was that Marty got like a little jealous and Marty mm-hmm. never gets jealous like he's Mr. like got his shit together I feel like I'm always the one that's like well, what's going on and uh, that was my favorite because then every time Adam Page would get close again Marty would kind of pretend to like like <laughs> yeah, I, flex yeah, in front of him up, puff his chest out yeah and it was uh uh, then when Suzuki got in my face, Marty was like, "Yeah, there's nothing I could do." <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that. I, I think I was I was the one who recorded the video. You recorded that, and uh, I re- sometimes I get that video out again and just like circulate it around because it has uh, Lance Archer mm-hmm. scaring spit water on us. He, yeah, and shakes his beautiful long hair. Nah, Lance well, Archer's exactly Marty's age, and I like to pretend that they were friends <laughs> in high school. <laughs> well, that was that your first Spring of Honor show? No, no, that was uh. The first one was War of the Worlds, and I had never seen a Japanese wrestler in person. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm faced with Okada and Tanahashi on the same card. And I just remember being like, these... They'll fuck those dudes are handsome? Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is like the Where's Waldo, like, glowing on the page of, like, your special. It was... Mm-hmm crazy and that was the one where um i famously brought a stack of blank note cards because i didn't know how famous marty was and since i was on a podcast with him probably everybody would want my autograph too (laughs) but they probably didn't bring anything to get signatures so i had like a sharpie and a sad little like pack of note cards see i i think i'm almost pretty sure that was the first time that you and i had met like in person, because I think by then we were like social media friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was the first time we met in person, and I remember Marty like telling me like, "Oh yeah, she's got like these note cards," and I was like, "That is the most he, adorable." He thing. said like, that that night. I thought I kept it a secret. Well, at some point, him telling me, and like in my head, like because <laughs> you remember like, me that night. I also wore like a dress and a cardigan because uh-huh. I didn't know what to wear to a wrestling show. And this is the dumb thing. I had been working at Resistance Pro for a little while. So I just wore what I would wear as a backstage interviewer. Because I was like, it's wrestling. This is all I know. Mm-hmm. And I just showed up in like this dress with this cardigan on Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day Sunday. And the Bucks dad got super kicked in the ring. Yeah, I, re- I remember I was I was trying to politic into being the one to get super kicked. Oh, that's so funny. Because I was like, oh, come on. I'm like, you guys are trying to get, you know, some heel heat. I'm like, how about you super kick the little boy in the audience? The little baby teen like boy the little teen boy and they were like cash isn't here and i was like oh okay <laughs> he's not even a teen yet yeah he's not even a teen yet but what so at a lot of wrestling shows one thing that i see a lot of are those wrestling heart shirts yeah and it's like i think like how does that feel because so you designed that good. logo and like not only that but like most famously uh david arquette like had you draw tattoos for him yes not even the wrestling heart he wanted his own like i drew 13 wrestlers for him Mm -hmm. and he got three of them tattooed and that was like a crazy thing because he messaged me on instagram i never go on instagram so it kind of looked like i left him on read for a while Mm -hmm. but the wrestling heart i think is like the core of what i'm so proud of with the podcast because it was marty's idea and Marty had been saying he was like when we started the podcast he was wanted to look into like taking like drawing classes because he's like I have so many ideas for things I just don't like I don't draw like that and I'm like 
I'm your person. Like I remember um, talking about the logo with him with the arms clasped and drawing it and sending it to him. And he's like, that's perfect. Just add my tattoos. And I was like, Oh duh. Like, of course add mm-hmm. the tattoos. Like it's so brilliant. Cause at first it was like, Oh, a generic, you know, like clasping hands. But with the wrestling heart, I, that's one of the designs that I've done that I so distinctly remember being at my old apartment, I had a big drafting table that my former roommate, Tyler Patterson, friend of the podcast, why not, mm-hmm. um, had given me and it had like all my art supplies. And I was like, this is an important one. I really want to get it right. And I looked at so many different tattoos. And I remember like, like every time I look at the logo, what I always look at are the way that the little like ends are drawn on the letters. I know there's a word serifs maybe. I think they're serifs. Jimmy Lee is yeah. probably like screaming in his seat right now oh, because he, he loves fonts. Yeah. Um, but I just Most remember like, papyrus. yeah. Oh yeah. His favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I drew like the way I drew those. It was like a decision that I consciously made. And so every time I see it, when I look at those, I'm like, I, that's like my work. And now it's all over the place, tattoos, shirts, and it's just like this weird thing because I always remember how much I cared and wanted to get it right when I was doing it and then how in some way it like keeps paying off and it's a pleasant design and people like mm-hmm. it and yeah it's just well, I mean it's really little, it's like all my things together with a lot of your designs because I remember when you guys first opened up like your pro wrestling tea store I had like I obviously knew you know I follow the podcast mm-hmm. and so I knew all the designs but there was a lot of people who worked there who would just kind of like look over and be like what's that like that's cool you know yeah and it's, and it's to me when someone who doesn't and a lot of these people don't really follow wrestling or don't really care for it but when they can see a design and go oh that's cool for the most part it's like you know it's a cool because there's very wrestle wrestle centric designs yeah but, or like you see the same thing sort of repeated and we've had some that are like sort of you know echoes of other designs mm-hmm. but yeah the fact that it's just like that's 100 percent my handwriting my drawing mm-hmm. and that people buy it and wear it is like the sweetest thing i marty got mad at me back in the day because i kept just going on the website and ordering shirts for myself mm-hmm. and then he would get the email and be like what are you doing ordering shirts like we can just like get a shirt made if you want a shirt and i'm like well uh, i don't want to do anything <laughs> below the level See, well that that actually happens a lot like we have the little micro brawlers that we sell in the, in the mm-hmm. store and this was I really want a micro Bradler, by the way. A micro Bradler, yeah, we, yeah, we, we can work that out. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was it was Naito, I believe it was. They bought a bunch of like just in the middle of the night, bought a bunch of like <laughs> of his own micro brawlers, and Ryan just like we got the order, and I looked at it, and I was like, um, hey, I was like, how how many Tetsuya Naitos do you think there are that would be purchasing? a tetsuya naito <laughs> micro brawler that also live in japan i'm like i don't know maybe that's a common name i'm like but john smith yeah maybe that's you know like john smith in japan i'm like but maybe you want to reach out and find tell out tell him he know? doesn't have to order this way but it is like that thing where it's like you keep remembering that wrestlers celebrities like everyone is still at their core a regular person who's like i don't want to bother anyone Mm -hmm. or some people love bothering people Mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of times the mindset is like am i supposed to be here am i doing it right like i think that's a sweet thing about people i noticed too with wrestlers who like leave wwe or any other like major company and then 
transition into independent wrestling that's also kind of like weird for them because they don't exactly know like yeah because they still feel like an outsider and but they're inside the business but they don't know all these people that are up and comers because that's not who they came up with Mm -hmm. it's kind of like on a very small way how i feel when i go perform at io is like i used to know everybody because i spent all my time there and now it's like oh i perform there like you know a few times a month but i don't know all the interns and the young people and i try to like be nice and and say hi to everybody and stuff Mm -hmm. but it's like this weird thing where you're like oh my god that era that was my era when i was really coming up is over now yeah with a lot of independent shows like i used to because before when i first started working at uh pro wrestling tees I was the reception receptionist for one hour teas, mm-hmm. and with that, it was a simple nine to five. Did they know you were going to take over the company when you started? No, not at <laughs> all. Little did they know. Um, but I used to like just now my schedule is more. Uh, I get not so much nine to five, more like question mark to question mark, question mark to question mark. <laughs> you know, it just depends how busy it is. Like, yeah. I'm, you I, know what needs to get done, and you yeah, know how to do I, it. I pride myself, pride myself on being the Iron Man mm-hmm. of pro wrestling tees. Upcoming uh, to Plaque Shakur. Up, oh, God. I, I won Employee of the Year last year, and I want to win it this year just... Because you got a plaque last year. Because I got a plaque. I tell so many people this story just so I can end it with two plaques Shakur. Yeah. I'm like, just so that I can call myself two plaques Shakur. I yeah. can, you know, I'm like, I don't have to ever win it again after that. It can just be that. Yeah, you can just let everything go to hell. Yeah, you know. But uh, this year, you better. God, this year, I, I better, you know. Mm. But um, Or watch you win it this year and they're like, it's a trophy this year. And it's like, but I'm like, I wanted the pun. I'm like. Can I take the little pl- the little uh, nameplate off there and call it a plaque, <laughs> please? Yeah, and they're like, no. But I used to frequent a lot uh, a lot more independent shows just when I had the you know when I had the time. Mm-hmm. Now if now if you're I'm, usually swinging by with a delivery for a couple minutes. Yeah, for a couple minutes, or I'll get out late and just know, come for the rest of the show. Come, yeah, for that's what, what I always like is like seeing you around intermission and then we just hang out for the rest of the show. Yeah, because it's if I can if I can make it to the show, I'll make it. But um, I used to just go more frequently and there's always, there's like a core group of people that you see at all these shows. Yes. You know, and core fans, core wrestlers, core crew, mm-hmm. core video. Mm-hmm. That's how I segregated out in my mind of like the sections that people are in. Yeah. And the cool thing is there, there's not all of the exact same people. Like, it's cool seeing that there's new fans. Yeah. I love, I love nothing more than bringing a new fan to wrestling and being like, okay, go nuts tell me who you like mm-hmm. you know watch this whole thing tell me your thoughts ask me your questions like and you get a lot of the same like where they're like well is this do they know like how much do they know like this and that but also like when they're like who is this guy mm-hmm. well I, I will sing the praises of freelance wrestling until uh until the day i die because, me too you know like i love it there and more specifically because like there's other promotions in chicago that they'll book bigger names but the one thing i like about freelance is they book people you don't necessarily know like dude my first experience with levi everett mm-hmm. was at freelance and i cannot shut up about yeah, him he, he's uh he's an amish uh wrestler legitimately yeah, amish that, which is like 
it's you know one thing to be like oh he does an Amish gimmick but it's like no he has worked his butt off to have permission from the elders in his community to let him wrestle and to not be shunned so he is like walking in two worlds and I listened I like went out of my way I found this podcast that he called into Mm -hmm. and just like listened to that and you know now I follow him on social media but it's like he has an advocate it's like everything for him is an extra two to five steps Mm -hmm. and he's like showing up to shows with a horse and buggy and I'm like the fact that he's so passionate that he wants this so much but also like values his family values his community his beliefs like that's so impressive to me he's one of my favorite wrestlers just on that foundation I remember you and I were like hold them hold on and then I was getting more information about him I was like texting people because I always like to text like a couple people when I see someone new that really like catches my eye and uh, Mikey from Black Label was like, oh, yeah, he's really Amish. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, I remember you and I were just like, holy shit. Like, this guy is this guy's amazing. And everyone to, everyone in the audience. Yeah. Everyone, everyone. And he comes out and he shakes hands. Mm-hmm. He's very polite. Yeah. I, I always like. I know. like when, uh, so our buddy Tom Green has uh, his little son, Noli, who's a huge wrestling fan. And uh, <laughs> friends of the podcast. <laughs> That's my favorite bit. Oh, yeah. Friend of the podcast. Uh, Levi Everett shook Noli's hand just like like he was talking to an adult. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like adults who treat kids like adults. Yeah, which that's like I feel like I know I do that with my nephew. I feel like you're also someone who. I used to really not like it as a kid when adults would bend down to talk to me because mm-hmm. I remember thinking like you don't bend down to talk to a short person. I'm just a little shorter than the shortest people you know. Mm-hmm. Just talk to me like a person. But I've always felt like I'm a bit of an old soul. <laughs> yeah, I've also I I've felt that exact same way, which is why like whenever, you know, someone has a kid, I'm not going to be like, "Oh, hi." hi. hi. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, like with my nephew, it's never been like that. No, and, and I have a nephew who seems like he's older than everyone in the world like he's very big into like safety he watched the whole live action lion king and he's four years old just focused watching and he only spoke once during the whole movie and it was to turn to his brother and go hakuna matata's coming up (laughs) that was it i'm like this kid is a million years old and it's like there's no way a kid like that you could never be like but like i don't know if you should do that with any kid because like at, at their core, I don't think kids really like being talked down yeah, to. No, like with with my nephew, there was one time where he he just he's like, "Hey, um, what do flowers eat?" And I'm like, "Well, they get their energy through the sun." I was, "What do you mean?" So I sit there and explain photosynthesis to him. And he goes, "Okay, that's impressive that you could do that." Yeah, he goes, "Okay," and just like leaves, and then you know comes back. This is when I was living at home. He goes, "Hey," he goes, "Uh, can I do that?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Can." I eat through the sun. I'm like, no, you can't do photosynthesis. It's not the same. Yeah. He's like, but why? I'm like, well, because, and he's just like, he's getting angry that I scientifically cannot explain to him why he cannot, you know, nourish himself through photosynthesis. Yeah. Where it's like, you can just be like, no, you can't. And then they're like, yeah, but why you're an adult. You should know this. If I was an adult, I would know this. And it's like, well, no, it's it's different. It's like, I don't fucking know, man. Just, because you're not a flower, you know? Yeah. Or it's like part of me wants to be like, you know what? Just go out there and next time you're hungry, go out there in the sun and let's see. And see how that works. Let's see how that but works. But I also like that you got far enough where he was like, Scrump's a trusted, Uncle Scrump's a trusted source of information. And it's like, turns out you didn't have it. Yeah. No, like he, 
he's super into like the marvel comic books which i love like he i'll show you the video afterwards he like made his own comic book oh i love that you know and like he's super artsy so i i bought him like a packet of 20 canvases from michael's because they were like on sale that's awesome because that's like special too to Mm -hmm. a kid like i remember wanting always wanting art supplies and you know it was always like i would from the paint store i'd take the little um swatches of Mm -hmm. colors and i'd always take them and be like i'm gonna do a project with these you know like it's it's you make stuff out of everything Mm -hmm. well it's also like just supporting what they're into like i know my uncle because when we got when my sister and i got into wrestling i think i was like 11 and he was like a closeted wrestling fan who just never had anyone to talk about it with or anything so the minute he found out i was into wrestling like he bought me all these toys, all these like DVDs. And you know, it was like magazines. paying off something for himself of mm-hmm. like, he probably never had somebody to do that. Yeah. And he, you know, he was just super, like he took us to like our first few house shows and it was just like, cool. Like we had that to bond over. Like even now him, he'll always ask about wrestlers. Like he'll, him and my dad always ask about Kurt Angle, how he's doing. Cause that was just <laughs> their like go-to bad Can you tell guy. him about Jason Jordan? <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, the guy's got, he's got a kid. He's got a kid. He, uh, did you see when Kurt Angle was like, uh, yeah, all my kids wish me a happy Father's Day, except uh, Jason Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you still carrying Which, this storyline through I've, for? I like to think he like sees him backstage at Raw and he's like, hi, son. And Jason's like, hi dad we do uh that bit with josh bishop we mm-hmm. always say he's our little son mm-hmm. and he's like the biggest guy in the world yeah he's and uh he's 21 years old and uh which is so funny to me because he's just always been so big i think we met him when he was like 19 or marty met him maybe even earlier than that maybe 19 i was somewhere in the mix he wishes us happy Father's Day and Mother's Day in Twitter DMs. And mm-hmm. it's just like one of those fun things where it's like, this is a bit, but this is really sweet. Well, I've mentioned it before where whenever I would try to get into Colt and Marty's like comedy shows, they would throw here in town. I wasn't 21 yet. Little baby so, boy. Yeah, I was I was like young. And especially, it's like one of the things where like in my head, I was like, I could totally pass this 21. And you look back at those photos and I'm like. I was a little baby. Yeah, I'm like, I did not like, now I have facial hair so I could passes 21 pass for 21 uh, yeah you know i, I, I probably passed for 31 uh, sure yeah why but, not reach for the stars know, but back then like i would just be like oh yeah um um mr de rosa said yeah. i could come in i remember like one time jokingly i was like yeah uh he's my dad ha ha and like there's no like if you look at a picture of me I, there's a picture of me and marty from like that show and it's it's not as if we could have ever gotten away with that like story no. of like oh he's my father it would have been like wh- how old was he when he had you like nine nine years old yeah, nine years old hey i wouldn't put it past him you know yeah marty uh he's a stag yeah he he is a stag um, is a stag stallion one of those one of those two but stag so, leone so at what point did you start buying wrestling merchandise i bought Bef- in advance of a pay- in advance of the extreme rules that we went to mm-hmm. i got a uh dean ambrose shirt and it was this really cool design that was like a black and white like it came from the depths horror movie style shirt i i remember that one yeah i thought it was so cool and i bought that but before that i made my own uh da logo t-shirt i just had a black shirt and mm-hmm. i used glitter like silver glitter and made a da shirt um and then after that, 
I did go through a little phase where I had like some, uh, I had a New Day shirt, Sami Zayn, and then Bailey gave me her shirt I, at the house show yeah, and I, I cried. I was there at that house show and see like, I, I wasn't sitting with you guys, but I remember seeing that and I was just like, oh my God. Like I was so- I recently re-gifted that shirt to a young wrestling fan who was mentioned earlier on this podcast. That's all I'm saying. Oh. I decided to pass it on to the next generation. See that that's awesome. Um, but after that, it was like, yeah. Now uh, I got me and Kylie Ray did a shirt exchange. Um, I got an Alley Cat shirt, Paloma Star. I always wear my Sriracha Muchacha shirt. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Paloma Star. <laughs> but yeah, I, and uh, I'm a big fan of like I've got the freelance wrestling cut off mm-hmm. sleeves. One of my favorite wrestling shirts that I got most recently was um, I got to commentate the Orange Cassidy's doing something show over Mania Weekend, which was insane. Like the series of events, it was like Dave Prezak was late. So Denver, Colorado jumped in to commentate with me. And then because we worked together, he was booked on this Orange Cassidy show. And then he Twitter DM'd me like I'd followed him that day. That night he was like, hey, you want to work the show? And part of me like couldn't believe that I was being asked to do that i'm like work the show i was like this could mean anything i'm hoping it's commentary but mm-hmm. like that, w- whatever i'm down for you it you don't want to show up and have to sell hot dogs i mean i would mm-hmm. for orange cassidy i would uh because the first time i met him was at mania 34 and we were all watching in a hotel room and uh i didn't know who he was and i was like giving him shit and like i remember like like kind of bantering with him but it was like we were being kind of like weirdly aggressive in like a fun way, but also like, I think we were both kind of like whatever. And then I like found out later, I was like, he's the coolest guy ever. I was like, what was I doing? And then two years later, I ran into him at black label and I was like, Hey, we met like, and he goes, Oh my God. He was like, I was kind of drunk that night. Like, are you, were we cool? I was like, we were so cool. And I was like, I felt like I was being like aggressive and he mm-hmm. was like, whatever. And he's like, I just remember we were all laughing and I was like, yes, that's what I remember too. He gave me the first shirt that was made for that orange Cassidy's doing something. Really? Yeah. And like, was just so nice about it. And like, uh, you know, like you're doing commentary. Is that cool? Or like, yeah, that's cool. Like he's the coolest, nicest person. Mm-hmm. And then to get to do that show was like a dream come true. And I didn't tell Marty I was doing it knowing that he would watch it live. And then that was like the biggest surprise I pulled off. See, I, um, I've had that interaction too with wrestlers where like you meet them and you don't remember if they remember you. Like I mm-hmm. mania, uh, in Dallas though. I 30, WrestleCon. 32. Yeah. I had on the way there, I ran into Zack Sabre jr. And I, and I was like, oh, hey, it's like PWG champion Zack Sabre Jr. Mm-hmm. And I went up to him. I talked to him for a little bit. You know, it was cool. And then we were on like the same flight, maybe like an aisle apart from each other. So I was like, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. And then after we got off the flight, they announced him for the Cruiserweight Classic. And so we're both like waiting for our luggage. And I'm like, hey, man, I just, you know, read online, like, congrats on that. He's like, oh, cool. Like that dropped. Cool. And we kind of just both went our own separate ways. Mm-hmm. And then we kept running into each other that whole weekend <laughs> we just kept running into each other to where he was just like you he's like do you want an eight by ten i was like yeah sure you know let, let's get an eight by he's 10. really he's like a sweetheart the too sweetest person yeah and then it was maybe like a, a week or so after that um colt cabana friend of the podcast <laughs> he brought him by by the shop to show him around and like i i you know i was like there's no way he's gonna remember me because you're everywhere yeah. 
nowhere to me. And he sees me and he goes, oh my God. And he's like, oh, you know Scrumpy? He's like, yeah, man, we're best friends. He's like, we were, oh, that's we were like hanging. So nice. Yeah, I was just like, oh shit. And then like, he was booked consistently for like AEW, maybe for like the next like year or so. And every single show mm-hmm. I would go to, he would just, he would see me, he would recognize me. There was one time he was talking to Drew Gulak, friend of the show. And, <laughs> and uh, like- Marty's doppelganger. Marty's doppelganger. <laughs> And he's he's their mid conversation, and I'm just kind of politely waiting for them to finish. He looks over, sees me, stops talking to Drew, and like he's like, "Oh, come over here!" and like reaches over the barrier, gives me a hug, and he's we're just sitting there just talking, just shooting the shit. And like it's cool interactions like that with wrestlers where like if you're just a decent human being to these people, it means so much because yeah. we've been in multiple sides of the equation. I feel like where it's like. It's important, I think, for wrestlers to have people that are involved in the show taking care of them in a way that's like respectful and kind and empathetic. I think one of the best <laughs> examples was um, Ron Loves Music, friend of the podcast, taking the Joey podcast. Ryan to see Dumbo because they had time to kill. And I'm like, that's like such a fun, like, of course, like, what a great activity for a wrestler. It's mm-hmm. like they're tired, they've been on the road. Put him in a dark, air-conditioned room. Screaming Pete is going wild. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Screaming Pete. Um, but it's also important, like, for the wrestlers to be kind to the fans, for the fans to be kind to the wrestlers, and how, like, those little interactions, like, I've been doing this fun bit that I've been recording uh, for a thing I'm working on with Independent Wrestling TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know when this is going to drop, but I've been working on a thing. And one of the segments is I give the wrestlers a bunch of nice tweets to read about themselves. And you were there oh, I- filming for like one of the segments mm-hmm. and just like having these wrestlers read things that people have said about them that are all genuine, nice. Some of them are a little funny, but they're all like overall kind hearted. And there's just like this cool thing where you kind of watch their face change of like, wow like people think that about me and instead of just reading it and going along it's like they're reading it out loud to somebody and there's like this really cool feeling in the room where it's like they feel appreciated and i'm like excited for whatever fan like tweeted that that there's like a moment you know a connection Mm -hmm. yeah like we uh recently had mcfoley at the shop he uh he did these like uh shirts that uh help benefit um they're raising money for Ashley Marsaro's daughter for her college fund. So he did these like special edition McFoley shirts and That's he was so like sweet. autographing them. And uh at one point he's like I hate to bother, but never mind. I'm like, no no, no well, what do you need? You know? He's like <laughs> I'd go to the ends of the earth for you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Do you think someone could get me like some coffee? We're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you want it? He's like, It's just it's fine, just any coffee. And we're like, what do you dude, like? What we you want like? to do this yeah, for you. you know? But the fact that he's been in the business for that long, wrestling in front of like hundreds of thousands of people for so long, and then to still be that like sweet and humble and like, yeah, I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Mm-hmm. But those people are like, when you come at it that way, it's kind of like, because I remember the wrestlers who weren't nice along the way, like working in smaller companies, medium companies, big mm-hmm. companies, like you remember those little moments. And I think sometimes there's like room for like stuff's going on. They're in pain, having a bad day, inconvenienced. But you notice that some people who for sure have been experiencing that, but somehow whenever you talk to them, they're always on point. They're always nice. They're always professional. Like that really leaves an impression and it's very inspiring. Cause it's like, yes, that's how I want to be. Yeah. Like I, if I've got shit going on, I don't want to make that someone else's problem. If I can, I want to make their day better. 
Yeah, and it's like like the little things too. Like on the on the Jericho cruise, that uh, my just myself and Frank, one of the managers over at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, we were we're going some probably to the buffet. In all honesty, <laughs> probably to the buffet. Like we're not we're not much drinkers or gamblers, so we're probably at the, you know going mm-hmm. to the buffet. But we were getting on this elevator, and it was Cody, Brandy, Hangman. And I think probably like their security team, you know, and they're, yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. they're getting, I would up. love it if there was like one completely random where it's just like, yeah. And, uh, Kimbra who did that duet with, uh, got yay on somebody I used to know. It's like, okay, sure. Oh God, that would be, well, I, I have a, a random story like that to tell right now, but it's like, we're getting on the, you know, everyone's waiting for the elevator and everyone lets, you know, them go first obviously yeah. <laughs> and cody looks over and he sees me and frank he goes frank come on and we're like oh no no it's fine he's like no, come on he's like holding the elevator door yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. and we're like no no for real he goes frank goddamn he goes you guys are family get Aww, on this fucking nice. get on this fucking elevator and yeah. we're just like all right if cody Rhodes is you know forcing us to get on this elevator with him we'll demanding do it. it yeah and this is one of those things where you know he he knows who we are you know, he yeah, sees yeah. us. We're just, we're, you know, we could just be your Ryan. coworkers. We could, yeah. You know, we could just be, oh, those are Ryan's employees. Yeah. But no, you know, he's like, no, you guys are family. You guys are getting on this elevator with us. We don't want you to wait. Something as small as that, that's like awesome. Like, that's cool. Yeah. But, but you mentioned like a random, you know, like story like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it was the weekend of C2E to a Chicago comic convention here. Yes. Uh, I was working with CM Punk, uh, Marty Skrull, and then Kenny and the Bucks were there as well. Mm-hmm. And so we're all in the green room. We're getting food, and it's, uh, you know, like any normal day. Me and the calm before the storm. Kenny Omega and I getting lunch like any other day, you know. We're grabbing some salad. We're about to go over to, I think they had pasta and, like, burgers. Mm-hmm. When uh, I feel a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around. And it's Alicia Silverstone. What? As, as beautiful as ever. Just standing She's there. tapping you on the shoulder. Yeah. And I just look over and I'm like. Huh? Yeah. She goes, hey, could you do me a favor? And I'm like, yes. Anything. Anything you need, <laughs> you know? And she goes, uh, there's those portobello mushroom sliders right there. She goes, can you just pop them open just so I can, you know, double check that it's a portobello mushroom. And I'm like. Uh, so yeah, Alicia Silverstone you- asked you to open up a vegetarian slider for her with your hands well i'm like yeah let me look for some she goes no it's fine just pop them open with your hands and i'm like okay and i i do it and you know she's like okay cool awesome grabs them and that's just one of those like what what you're like what is happening i'm like what is my life that i'm having lunch with kenny omega and Alicia Silverstone is asking me to inspect her food before she eats it. You know, it's so with, funny. Like, with my bare hands, I could have, I could have not washed my hands all day for all she knew. And she was just like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." I think we felt like that after All Out when uh, John Mayer and crew were leaving, and Marty goes, "Have a good night, John." <laughs> <laughs> I've, you know, I've, I've done that too. Where at same thing, I was like at CT to like a, a few years, a few years ago, where they had uh, Mike Coulter who plays Luke Cage. He's like walking by, and I'm just like. What's up, Mike? He goes, hey, buddy, how's it going? That's and then, nice. <laughs> and then I think, um, what's his name from Say Anything? John Cusack. John Cusack. Yeah, he was there, too. And uh, we're, like, talking to one of the security guards. He's like, oh, so, like, what do you guys do? We're like, oh, we're with, uh, you know, we're with this wrestler. We do this, this, and that. And Frank goes, yeah, he goes, but, you know, we know a lot of people here. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, like, uh, he goes, hey, John, 
waves that over at him <laughs> and john cusack just waves back says how's it going he goes ah, it's going good he goes awesome good and just we had the same interaction this year again with like paul rudd who's just like walking around backstage and i was so I was super nervous to meet him yeah and like with, tim and eric's paul rudd yeah, tim and eric's paul rudd with a lot of things like frank usually like pushes me out of the, like the nest to go ahead and do them yeah and paul rudd's like He's just walking by, and I'm like, uh, 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 and he goes, say hi to him. He goes, hey, Paul. And he walks by. He goes, what's up, man? He goes, not much. Just, you know, just enjoying some of the salad. He goes, oh, nice. It's really good. He's like, yep. And it's just quiet because I'm just too shy to say <laughs> yeah, too shy to say anything. I Eventually, I, like, go in there and ask him for a picture. But it's just, like, one of those things where these people are just. They're, they're just people. They're just people. You know what you got to remind yourself? Everybody has those desperate moments at 3 a.m. where they're just like having diarrhea, and that's just everybody's life sometimes. Yeah. And if you remember that, you know, like, okay, you know, I can treat this with a little less, like, either on either spectrum, like, either don't be super mean to people or don't hold them on a pedestal because, like, everybody's got diarrhea sometimes. Yeah, everyone gets diarrhea all the time. Yeah, you not know? all the time. I mean, not if you're getting diarrhea all the time, like, look into it. Yeah, look that's into my it. best advice. Look into <laughs> look into it if you're having diarrhea look into it but yeah i think i think it's cool seeing you're hearing from your perspective about like you have your distinct styles of like how you're going to design a shirt what you're going to make it look like and people know you know like if someone sees that if they they've seen your designs and they see it out on the street you know you're like that's a sarah a sarah tracky i try to be consistent too like when i make commissions and stuff i try to do the same like couple watermarks like of just like signature in the corner maybe a fun little note and a signature on the back and a date Mm -hmm. because in my dumb mind i'm like wouldn't it be funny if one day years from now somebody goes on antiques roadshow and they go oh i don't know i have this weird little drawing and then someone's like that's a sarah shockey from 2018 that person is you yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> or my little nephew James that's like wearing a fedora. I'm like, great, I'll sell it. <laughs> he, goes, ah, he goes, this is my aunt's drawing. Thank you for buying it for $20,000. Thank you. Hakuna Matata's coming up. Hakuna Matata's coming up. <laughs> so with David, David Arquette has, you know, your drawings tattooed on him. Other people have uh, your drawings Yes, tattooed. we've got a couple, a few yeah, brads in the world. Yeah, there's a few brads in the world. There's at least, there's three brads in the world, and I would say eight to 12 wrestling hearts, and then David Arquette has Andre the Giant and Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, which is crazy because in eighth grade, this girl Amanda promised that she would get a tattoo of her name that I drew because she liked my art, and she never did. And I remember being in like eighth grade being like, well, that was my shot. And it's like, girl, you have your whole life to make tattoos. And but it is like this very like humbling, sweet thing to be like, wow, that like really means a lot. Do you ever feel like you want to find there and go, hey, you know David Arquette? Yeah, he's got my stuff drawn. I on. feel like she would have no idea what I was talking about or why I was bringing it up. You'd be like, you know, no, you know what David Arquette scream, and she would just go, uh, and then I go ready to rumble, and she'd be like, ah, yes, ah, ready to rumble. <laughs> well, even like with wrestling, like merchandise it's it's cool to wear it again like there's definitely a few years where i would ha- i would buy wrestling shirts and it was one of those things where i'm like when am i gonna wear this i can only wear this when i'm like home but yeah. now there's there's wrestling designs that just look like shirts mm-hmm. where you don't see you know you see people on the street sneaky fandom sneaky. it's my favorite because then you see someone on the street and you can make eye contact and usually both of you know why you're making eye contact mm-hmm. i went to a, a pub trivia mm-hmm. and the guy kept playing wrestler entrance themes in between 
the questions and at the end of the night i was like hey i just want to let you know i thought it was so cool you kept playing wrestling themes and he goes you know i always play them for someone he goes i never know who it is but usually someone will come up and say thanks at the end of the night and i'm like that's so cool yeah I mean, it's usually especially if i see someone in the a, re- a wrestling heart shirt you know that's I, like a I'm secret just, code <laughs> yeah and i had like when i was uh when i was working c2e2 like i'm sitting there in line like with cm punk who's like you know he's, he's a famous wrestler all these people are paying just to just to, like just to see him yeah and there was there was a good handful of people and i know because i kept like texting you about it who were just like oh my like are, are you scrum scrum it's weird because like i've never been on your podcast i've just been mentioned well you're the reason that mrs b was on the podcast and i think that's what turned the tides for uh scrumps fandom on the podcast yeah it's like and because every time she comes on almost every time she mentions you and if she doesn't she's thinking i think it was when like when me and uh jimmy lee when we met maria super fan of the podcast Mm -hmm. and when we met her and she was just like super fan super friend super fan super friend she she told us she goes i know she goes i I don't follow you guys on social media because I like follow you in the shadows. She goes, she's a lurker. Yeah. She goes, I'm just really big fans of you guys. And we become such great friends. Like she always brings treats whenever she comes. She from brings treats. She's an angel on this earth. Yeah. She is of all the, like I've met McFoley, I've met Okada and she is in that category of like nicest people, nicest, purest hearts. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If, if we needed to like sacrifice someone pure to like the sun God or something. And she'd be like, Oh, I'll do it. Don't worry. Yeah. She'd be, she'd be like getting out a knife. You'd be like, Maria, you don't have to sacrifice yourself. She'd be like, Oh, it's not a big deal. She'd be like, it's fine. That's like her. She's yeah. so nice. She's like if I don't sacrifice myself to the sun God, he's going to eat the, eat the earth. And we're like, and we're like, well, we have to do the sacrifice. She'd be like, Oh, you're gonna hurt your wrist you know what i mean like yeah. she's so nice but it's you know it's, it's cool though wrestling shirts it, it, you know we're in this club yeah and it's like nice where that's where you get the immediate like recognition the best thing about working at a company that's rapidly growing is uh, we keep bringing in wrestling fans like every mm-hmm. now and then it'll we just got a guy that started that has a macho man tattoo and i'm like hell yes and then like there's a crew of people that goes to they go to freelance mm-hmm. from my company and it's uh-huh. like i would have never known them but then now I know who to go to anytime something crazy happens or like if a wrestler dies, you automatically have a little core group that you can immediately mourn with. And like as grim as it sounds, that's like a really cool and and healthy and helpful thing to have is like people on hand that you can talk about wrestling yeah, with. It's like, like a second language. There was there was a girl I was dating for a while and she I had mentioned the the penis druid story of like, oh, there is this weird wrestling show and I how much you have to do so much backstory to get to oh, so much like there's so many avenues the like to tell that in a succinct way would be very difficult yeah i it's usually well before i get to that story and then i'll tell them like the all-in story but um there was this girl i was dating and before i brought up the story to her she goes because i had met some of her friends and they were nice they were nice people we just we didn't really have that much like to talk about mm-hmm. the, you know because it was like first time you meet their yeah, it friends. takes a while yeah. too and if they're not like going out of their way to find mm-hmm. a topic it can be weird but she goes hey she goes uh question she goes i was talking to my friend and she told me that she saw you dressed as a penis when a wrestling match wow which i was just like awesome she like her friend already did half the work and i found out it was actually several of her friends who were like at that show just by happenstance they were just there and 
you know like we mentioned it was like cool now when i'm hanging out with her and her friends i know i can go to her friends about like wrestling stuff because the girl wasn't she wasn't really into wrestling but her friends you know they knew especially if they're at a freelance wrestling show that means Mm -hmm. they're like deep cut they're like yeah and you can probably go several routes Mm -hmm. you know of like what's going on with wwe right now what do you think of aew do you ever go to this federation do Mm -hmm. you know these people whose shirts do you have Mm -hmm. you know like there's so many routes you can go so it's always fun like you mentioned having those people that you know you can go to like even at work like i work for pro wrestling tees one hour tees and people think like everybody there is a wrestling fan yeah for the most part it's like well most of one hour tees no wrestling they know like oh yeah they understand that colt cabana is someone they should respect yeah you know i think (laughs) if if you ever walk if you ever walk into one hour tees there are two people that are like diehard wrestling fans you know andrew the receptionist Mm -hmm. um and then there's uh vinny he's like he's like the sexy vampire of the shop yeah yeah if you walk walk in and you see like a a sexy vampire with tattoos that's vinny yes and like they're you know they're wwe diehard or wrestling diehards yeah you could talk with them anybody else up there they're probably just like okay man uh i know colt cabana because Mm -hmm. he comes in here but that's about it and so funny yeah but and then it's also like it's fun being able like when we have like group outings and we bring them along to like wrestling shows and they're just like whoa like it's impossible not to like get on board in some way or another like i think it's really hard to not get on board even though it's like i think what a lot of people notice right away is like oh my god the ring is really loud and then once they adjust to that it's like okay that person's like and it's funny to see people like understand like a really good match where it's like i should cheer for this one i shouldn't cheer for this one but when it's a little more muddled like seeing which way their brain goes it's so fun that's like always going to be a favorite hobby is bringing new people to wrestling yeah and Another, like, cool thing is seeing them start to, like, purchase wrestling merchandise. Yeah. To see them start wearing wrestling shirts where it's like, oh. See them talk to a wrestler for oh, the yeah. first time. And it's like, oh, okay. There yeah. should really, someone should have along the way done a compilation of uh, people talking to Matt Riddle for the first time. Because he, I, I'm telling you, he puts a spell over every single person that he talks to. And everyone sounds like an idiot when they talk to him. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? Look, look at how beautiful that man is. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I, I remember just watching him in the ring, like, barefoot, and being like, he looks like the guy who would just, like, break your heart on a summer vacation. Like, you'd spend all summer chasing him, hook up once, and the next day he'd, like, call you dude, and you'd be like, oh, no, it didn't mean anything to him, and it was everything to me. Yeah, like, he's... he Like, WWE Studios, they've been doing this thing where, like, they'll pluck a wrestler and put him in a movie with someone, like, I know... uh Seth Green is doing some movie and they let him use Randy Orton because they're like they're friends and I'm like we gotta get like a comedy like if if like Paul Rudd is doing a movie just drop Matt Riddle in as like the guy that's like totally like steals the romantic interest for a second before she comes back around you know what I mean like he'd be perfect he's like he's Scott or Tyler that work at wherever she works and she's like well Scott said Scott said that it doesn't matter if girls come or not (laughs) it's like Scott she's like I know I should be falling for you uh Dave but Scott you know he has this really nice Mustang it's a really nice old Mustang bunch of us are going to Scott's for the for his lake house to the weekend it's like well (laughs) and then Scott's like he he would 
I feel like he would be like Russell Brand and forgetting Sarah Marshall, who like yes. supposed to root against him, but he's just such a nice, likable guy that you're like, you're like, ah, I can't. I always love when they go that route where it's like you've made this weirdly dynamic semi-villain. Yeah, and it's just like, wow, you know, maybe she should have sex with Scott. I don't know. Maybe if it's what's best for her. Yeah, man, I knew you'd come around. And you're like, Scott, why did you talk me into agreeing to this? Well, talking about wrestling merchandise has been really fun with you. But And I know I told you before the podcast that I was planning on starting up a Kickstarter. Yes. But I, so. What's the total at? Well, I talked to Kickstarter and, you know, they said. First of all. You did you call them up on the phone? You called up Kickstarter and said, "Hey," yeah. or was this over email? No, no, no. They have a one eight hundred. Okay, they have an, okay, okay, yeah, cool. You know, Just getting my story yeah, it's, straight. It's one eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to like give it out. Like, let people like look for it. Yeah, no. And they told me I couldn't start a Kickstarter for seventy five dollars. Yeah, but it's like it's like a like one or two hundred dollars. Like, I feel like you have to start. Yeah, it has to be in the triple digits yeah, because for like, tax purposes. Yeah, because for those unaware. Um, us over here at the PWT cast, we want to open up our own uh, pro wrestling tea store. And sure. I know people are like, well, that's the easiest thing because you guys work there. Not that easy. No. You know, Ryan Barkin, the CEO, he's not just going to let anyone open up a wrestling t-shirt store. The value needs to be there yeah. of the followers or the finances. Yeah. You know, it's, he would, it, he has integrity. He yeah. Know, he wants us to have the required 10,000 followers via all social media platforms Yes. Or pay the $75 fee and... How much have you saved up in donations and... Well, Marty gave us $5. Okay. Uh, Matt Nix gave us like $3, I think it was. So we're probably only at about $8. Okay, you know what? What? You're at 18. 18? I'm going to throw down 10. Yes. I'm going to make those guys look like idiots. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. I'm going to throw it in their faces. Well, don't. Use it towards the t-shirts because if you throw it in their faces, they might need it. Oh, okay. Well... <laughs> all right, so we're a little closer to getting that seventy-five dollars. Yeah, because I, I spent all my money on a Jay and Silent Bob meet and greet, and I'll, I'll tell you once worth it. Once we're done recording, how much it was, and like yeah, was, yeah, and I'll be giving you more money. Yeah, out yeah. of pity. Yeah, because I mean, like I've like I've mentioned before, I don't actually work for money. You work for the teams. love. Yeah, and that's you, priceless. Yeah, you know they were smart. Maru and Marty and uh, Cabana suggested I work that they were like this guy will work for T-shirts. And I did. And I signed that contract. Mm-hmm. And I got to wait till, you know, the contract ends so I can restructure it so I can get It's paid. like photosynthesis. You can't eat a t-shirt. You can't eat a t-shirt. I mean, I've ha- I've tried before because I'm like, oh, great. Uh, payday isn't until Wednesday. And I'll just make a cheeseburger shirt and yeah, eat it. Yeah, make a cheeseburger shirt. You know, some, what really works sometimes is if you make one of those, like, uh, those ramen cup of noodles and you mm-hmm. just cut up a t-shirt, throw it in there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that's something Charlie Bucket would eat in Willy Wonka. <laughs> Which, I I want someone to remake that movie, but the premise is you win the keys to, like, the WWE, and it's just Vince McMahon whimsically, like, <laughs> you know, gathering all, like, I don't know, Tony Khan, like, do I don't you, know, do you, what do you think? What you do know? you think, Noli? Yeah, and it's just, like, Rand, like, Court Bauer is just, like, ah. I can't eat that candy. He said not to, but I want to. And he just blows up into like a. Oh, so it's like everybody's the the heads of. And then the winner's got to be like a little kid. Yeah. Like Penelope wins the whole thing. You know, you know, you got your, your court powers, your. Penelope's like, you know what? 
hey Vince, eat shit. And yeah. he's like, This is this is the girl. It's like, God damn it, that's good shit. That's good shit. That's good shit. Penelope. <laughs> Sarah, where can people find you? Uh at Twitter, at Sarah Joy Shockey, at the website Twitter, at Sarah Joy Shockey. And um, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling at Marty Sarah Pod releases every Thursday on the MLW Radio Network. God, you do that like a pro. You know what? I learned from the best. Well, Sarah, thank Martin you. William DeRosa. Martin William DeRosa. That's always weird, too, that like I, I have a friend named Martin, but I can't ever call him Marty anymore because it's like Marty DeRosa. Anytime people talk about Marty Scroll, I'm like, which Marty are we talking about? What's the same thing? Like, I don't think so. Like my actual name is Alberto, but I forget that every time I talk to you. Yeah. Like I think you mentioned to me before where you're like, you'll look for things I've posted. I was like looking for you on Facebook and I'm like, ow. Which like famously, uh, Dave, my co-host, uh, like the most adorable thing. He it was like one night we were talking about something. I don't know. He calls me. We're just going back and forth. He goes, one more thing. I don't know if it's a big deal. And I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. Well, what is it? He goes, I know it's the PWT cast hosted by Scrump, but I, I'm used to calling you Birdo. And I don't think I can call you Scrump. He goes, I can if you want. But, like, my dude, <laughs> I can try he, my best. Yeah, you know, he's like, I think he's like 10 years older than me. You know, he is yeah. 10 years older than my senior. And he's asking what he, and I'm like, call me whatever you want you well, know like, just like, make it fun yeah i'm like go ahead i'm like you don't i'm like you don't have to call me that which like yeah if you and marty ever called me like alberto that would just you would know that you were in trouble yeah that's <laughs> alberto that, yeah because like even at the shop like there be certain people who if they call me scrump i'm like nope. yeah it's the same thing of like uh i watch cole introduce himself to people as scott you, oh. and i'm like i can never call you scott it's very and i will introduce him to other people as scott but like i can't do it yeah i've seen him do it and i just go hey man protect the business yeah and then, he, <laughs> and then he usually tells me to fuck off yeah you know but uh thank you sir for having for for having me hey i had you at my house and you had me on your podcast yeah that's perfect we need to have you back soon thank you for the intro everyone loves it everyone i've had listened to it <laughs> they're like who do, like this is legit and i'm like yeah i'm doing a lot of uh i feel like i'm doing a lot of storied intros to podcasts now and that could be my next uh venture yeah, we need to, we need to set up some sort of like uh, podcast classes, and, <laughs> and like the third or fourth class is like your podcast intro, and you come in, you're like, "This is my chart. How long do you want the intro to be? Exactly. This is how much I charge, and then you know, yeah, you don't need Patreon. You're gonna have all these people paying you your tears, make, tears. Yeah, you're gonna make like thirty seven blood, uh, sweat, and Patreon tears. Yeah, you make thirty seven different podcast intros. None of them will probably even see the day, but as long as you get your money, there you go. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. What an episode. She is a delight. She is. Like, I. it happens all the time where, like, at wrestling shows, um, I see people with Marty and Sarah shirts or, or the tattoos. And, I, and we talk about it in the podcast. And I always be like, hey, you know Sarah's right over there. And they're always so shy to go talk to her. And I'm like... Sarah Joy Shockey is the most pure person that yeah, I know. She's the nicest cool. person, which is why, like, it's funny. She mentions a story with her and ACH, and, like, you can definitely tell that those two are friends yeah, because of how, like, nice they are. Well, I mean, how crazy is, is it that you have a whole packed Ring of Honor show chanting at you? Dude, that that was, like, the coolest thing. Like, Ugh. I've I've very – there's very few, like, sto- like, instances where I'm just like, 
I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. You know, All In being one of them. Uh, but that was also like one cool one. Like I remember yeah. afterwards, it just like fucking going up to Nick and I was like, dude, like thank you so much. That was the coolest thing. And those those young bucks, good Christian boys. Solid. Solid guys. Yeah. You know who else is a really solid guy? Who? Drugs Delaney, who was oh. the, who was the first recipient of the pro wrestling the PWT cast giveaway. Yep. Yeah, he was he was so excited when like I DM'd him from the, the yeah. Twitter account it was just like drugs, you won. And he uh he actually picked like a Marty and Sarah shirt, which is funny yes. enough. Um but yeah, if you guys want to be one of the winners, all you gotta do, go on our Twitter, make sure you're following us. Like and retweet that uh, our the, pinned tweet, which yep. will be the episode with Sarah. We might switch it up. We've kind of talked it, but yeah, we're talking about new ideas, yeah, um, but, which we'll be introducing mm-hmm. shortly. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's as simple as that. If you want some anything that we got on our site, or even some of the exclusive gear, since uh, Scrump go ahead went ahead and uh, did that executive decision. Yeah, which it's uh, I've not I've not heard anything back from Ryan about that. Not I don't yet. think he's listening. No. So I don't think he's listening. But yeah, so nobody. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we go ahead and reveal the winner for episode two? All right. Oh, who's getting? All right. Let's uh. Let's pull the levers. Without, without let's pull the levers. Uh, okay. So without any further ado, the winner of the PWT is that what we're gonna call it? PWT cast giveaway. PWT cast giveaway will be none other than Stephen Burton. Stephen Burton, Burton, you fucking won, dude. What a winner. What a winner. Uh, Stephen, I'll be DMing you as soon as the, this podcast is done. So yeah, send us your deets. Take a look. Um, we might even show people what's in the store. Yeah, we've been. So they get a look. Yeah, we've been kind of wor- trying to work on something for that. Just to show guys, you know, show the people what's in the store. Because not everyone's been to the store. No, it's in Chicago. It, it definitely is a destination if you're a wrestling fan. I can't tell you how many times we've had meet and greets and uh, even just regular local fans coming in and it's like they're entering a temple or something. They're like, oh, oh, look at that neon sign. Is that Macho Man's outfit? Oh, they just go crazy. So it's a really cool store. Yeah, we have a, we have a lot of cool stuff in there and I know the store's going to be fucking jam-packed for Oof. All Out Weekend. Uh, and David, why don't, why don't you tell the people about our All Out, or not not our all-out sale it'd be our labor day sale it just happens to coincide with all yeah i mean just a reminder we have our upcoming uh labor day sale where you can save 20 percent off everything online and in store uh just use promo code labor day all one word uh the sale runs august 28th through september 3rd uh and just remember if you're coming to the store quick heads up we will not be doing one hours so don't even ask Uh, But, but last time no, no, but last time. Like, these guys are going to be killing themselves. Uh, they're pumping out shirts at a record pace for the sale, so don't be a jerk. Give them a break. Um, but again, that's 20% off all Labor Day weekend, so shop ProWrestlingTees.com and save. And thanks to Sarah for donating towards our little uh, yes. our little T-shirt. We got a little jar for it now. We're getting a little nest egg going. Yeah, we got a little nest egg going. We have, you know, we have a, a good amount of money. We're still uh, a few shekels away from that Yeah, we got to have our accountants look into it and see where we're at. But we definitely, I, I bought a little mason jar over the weekend. Yeah, we had to take from the fun to get the mason jar, but... It'll be fine. You, you got to spend money to make money. You got to spend money to make money. Yep. Talking about spending money. Stoop, hashtag stupid Michael. Oh, stupid Michael today. Stank, tell them what, what this guy did today for lunch. Listen, every, every Friday we have Taco Friday. 
And so we go to this local place uh, in the supermarket. Great tacos, but sometimes it takes forever. Mm-hmm. So Johnny D, the legend here. Shout out Johnny D. Friend of the show, friend Johnny the show. D. He said, hey, I got a great taco place by me. You just buy the taco by the pound, the taco meat by the pound. We'll get the tortillas and stuff. And we're like, oh, sweet. Stupid Michael's idea was to get 20 pounds of carne asada. Now, normally, the rule, uh, growing up in a Mexican household, the rule yeah. is uh, th- for like for one pound for every three people. Yeah, three people per pound. Three people per yeah. pound. Michael's like, no, have you ever felt uh, 20 pounds of steak? I'm like, no. But, and he, he argued... We actually, we knocked him all the way down to six pounds, and he argued the entire time. What about 10? No. So for, so for those doing the math, he expected 18 people were going to be eating these tacos. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that's 60 people worth of tacos. Yeah, there was not that many people eating tacos. And listen, I can put away tacos, but not 60 people's worth. Yeah, like he... God, <laughs> God bless his little heart. I don't know. I know he meant well, but... One of the many reasons why we call him hashtag stupid Michael. Yeah, we had like six pounds of steak come in, and it was just a gigantic tub of meat, and it's still not done. So, I mean, this guy's idea was, let's sell these. We ended up losing money on the deal, but stupid Michael rides again, I guess. Stupid Michael. Dave, uh, we got some emails this week. Yes, we, we have a lot of emails coming in asking us stuff, and... We're starting this little mailbag section where we answer some of your fan questions. Um, you want to do like three of them? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll pick out three. All right. I'll do one and you do one and then I'll do the next. We got, hey guys, love the show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. We got an email from Scott. It says, hey guys, love the show and love PWTs. I'm in the VIP group and I see people post their artwork in there. In the podcast this week with Marty, you were talking about fans making artwork for wrestlers. My question is, do the artists get paid? A cut of each shirt sold? A free shirt of their design? An autograph of the wrestler? Thanks. Listen, Scott, don't get greedy with those questions. That's like (laughs) 11 questions. But uh, yeah, we got the answer for that. Well, I know I've talked about it briefly where I designed the shirt for Tommaso Ciampa Mm -hmm. and... Like, Ryan gave me some money for it. Yeah. And I know when I met Tommaso and I told him, hey, I was the one who designed this shirt, he hugged me. He literally, like, went around the table, hugged me, offered me a free shirt. I was already wearing the shirt, like, underneath my sweater, and I showed him. But, I mean, that was my experience. Dave, you would have more knowledge of this, so. Yeah, I mean, like, when I started out doing shirts for wrestlers, a big part of it was I see these guys, they're, like, uh, tangible heroes that you can see and interact with. I just wanted to do shirts for free. And like a lot of times we'll have fans that say, just so I can be a part of your story, hey, can I do this shirt design for free? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But if you want to make you know, money in the shirt game, eventually you're going to have to get paid. So sometimes it, it depends. Sometimes you can make an arrangement with the wrestler. Um, you know, If you've got a good rapport with them and they trust you. Um, we, got, we have a lot of artists that do stuff like uh, friend of the show Juan Ortiz, uh, better known as Of the Dead. You'll see him do a lot of Villain Club stuff. He's got some real cool designs. Yeah, some real good sellers. I mean, he I don't know if he made it to the top seller, but he, he definitely was in the top five with a couple of his designs. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you get that snowball running, wrestlers tell other wrestlers. And, you know, wrestlers like a good deal. And they like good art. And not all wrestlers are designers. So... You can work it out that way, or if you have a design that's you know we think is good enough, 
you can send it to Pro Wrestling Tees and we can contact the wrestler and maybe we work out a flat fee. Um, we generally don't do royalties because we want the lion's share of that to go to the wrestler. I mean, that's what we're here for. So, um, but there are a couple different ways. If you sell a really good designing shirt and you want a free one, I'm sure you can arrange something with Ryan. Um, he's a pretty cool dude about that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you want to get in the wrestling shirt game, just jump in and do it. I mean, they, they say that about podcasting and that's what we did, right? If you want to do it, just, yeah, just do, do it. it. So, um, yeah, don't be ridiculous and send in crazy amounts of unsolicited art. Um, cause we've had that happen too. Mm-hmm. And we love all you guys, but sometimes it gets ridiculous. So we've had to politely decline some people and then file a restraining order. And you never want that to happen. Uh, I'll take this next email. All it's, right. uh, Santiago from, he, he literally just says Santiago from, and then it's an empty, empty hey, space in his email. Fart. He says, uh, Hey guys, I was just wondering, I listened to scrump review NXT this week. Oh, I did an NXT review as well. I, I, I did the takeover yeah. review with them, and then I also did a NXT with them. Uh, I listened to NXT, and I heard you on the takeover review show as well. You say bang bang a lot. Is this a tribute to Mick Foley? Is he your favorite wrestler? Thanks for the show. Can't wait for more. Uh, <laughs> the story behind bang bang, it's, uh, it's funny. I definitely love Mick Foley. We all do. I, we all do. Yeah, he's Really Top, awesome. Yeah, he, him and Okada, probably nicest wrestlers I've yeah. met. Um, it Bang Bang is uh, it's it is an homage not to Mick Foley, but uh, to a now defunct podcast that used to go by the name of Freezing Point. Uh, friend of the show Dan Freezing, he used to have this kooky, weird podcast where he would just have a a plethora of like comedians from the Chicago scene. Like, I actually, that's how I first heard of Sarah Shockey. She did an episode with him where she talked about, like, Pokemon. And I was just like, fuck, yeah, this girl's so cool. But on his show, his co-host would always go, bang, bang, what is up? And the episode, you know, that podcast is no longer around. And I loved it. Like, there was something like six, 700 episodes. Like, it went, had it gone on for years. And I right. would just sit there and just, like, listen through the whole catalog to just pass the time. You know, like when you're working long hours here, you just need like music or a podcast to help you pass the time. And yeah, while while it was still around, it was one of my favorite shows. I still keep in touch with uh, Dan Friesen. I hope to have Dan Friesen on here at yeah. some point. But yeah, Bang Bang is my homage to uh, the Friesen Point podcast. And if there's any of you Friesen Pointer sisters out there, let me know. And it lives on through you, I guess, right? Damn straight. Carrying the torch. Carrying the torch. All right, let's do one more. Uh, got an email from Mears. Hey, boys, love the show. I also enjoy the shirts you make. Well, thank you. I've always wondered, should we just follow the wash instructions on the tag inside the shirt? Do any of the design applications change wash instructions? Any tips to keep the designs looking as fresh as possible? Do you have a favorite wrestling tee not made by PWT? Thanks for answering these questions from the laundromat. Again, very greedy with the questions, but we'd be happy to answer them. <laughs> um, listen, I don't work in a laundromat, so uh, and I'm horrible with the laundry. 
But I will say one big tip to keeping your designs as fresh as possible, flip your shirts inside out. Mm -hmm. Um, That way they're not getting hit by all the other clothes that you're washing with. And in general, if you have a graphic tee, I always suggest flipping your shirt inside out. Flip it out. Yeah, I I use cold water. Yeah. Um, I have like a very specific detergent that like keeps like dark clothes dark. Yep. Um, I just throw mine in a ball. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Dave's married, so I assume his wife takes care of that. She's great Uh, at laundry. Yeah, she's great in general. Yeah. She, shout out, uh, shout out, Stank's wife. Shout out, Stank's wife. I love you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, have your mom do it. That's yeah. that's what I, I mean, used to do. Listen, in general, the instructions are there to be followed. So, I mean, if you see them, you know. Also, don't do stupid stuff like ironing your print. Yeah, don't don't do. If that. you want your shirts lift, looking crisp, maybe if you have to iron your shirt, shirt, put like a damp towel over it and iron it, and then let it air dry. But don't don't even do that. No, no, no. You don't know? do that. But uh, and then his last question was, "Do you have a favorite wrestling tee not made by Pro Wrestling Tees?" Well, we've kind of gone into this. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about our first shirts, or I think you did. Yeah. You know, my first shirt was an NWO Glow in the Dark shirt. Um, so I guess that doesn't count for this question. Do you have something? Uh, I remember current? so. The current no, no those, those, those shirts not no. not at all you didn't get a the man's man shirt yeah i actually bought two of them i don't believe you uh, but uh <laughs> really quick it's something that i did buy which uh i mean i guess it's merchandise technically technically not but i'm super big into those nxt takeover posters that they oh, put out they're beautiful Ugh, dude i so i only collect the one from the ones from the shows that i go to yeah because it doesn't i've never understood why i would have one from like an event that i wasn't at yeah um and the only one i've had so far that the only show that i've gone to so far that i haven't been able to get the poster for was uh the one where nakamura and Sami Zayn had their match i think it was in dallas mm-hmm. uh and i i just think they weren't they didn't have them at the time because i've looked for them online can't find them for the life of me right but typically typically uh my strategy is you you show up and just buy a poster because they sell out so just have one just in case because they're only like 20 bucks or something uh and about like i think after the first match sometimes after the second if you go back to the merchandise table they will have the autographed ones with everybody on them and I bought the last autographed one uh, this weekend, like to the point where I asked her, I was like, do you have any posters? She's like, yeah, I'm like, any with uh, autographs? She goes, no, sorry. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And the other lady goes, no, 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 we have one. I was like, awesome. I will take it right now. And I got it back home with me across the border uh, safely. So nice. uh, I'm very happy about that. But um, I, a favorite like WWE shirt. Yeah. There was, uh, it was like a soft style shirt like a softer shirt that WWE put out which they don't often yeah but it was uh, a CM Punk shirt uh, I think it was like him with like an ice cream bar it was when he was doing uh, that whole gimmick yeah um, I mean I love I have it tattooed on me like the CM Punk logo when that yep. shirt first came out because what a mark which again it's like i was 18 i was 18 at the time it's a cool looking i went to the show i wasn't able to get the shirt and i just really love that fucking logo i still do to this day like punk will give me shit for it whenever he sees me like jokingly you know never like mean or anything because punk's a fucking sweetheart yeah despite what the internet might yeah he's a super cool dude yeah he's the coolest fucking dude um so yeah i think that would probably be it would be a toss-up between those two that cm punk ice cream bar shirt uh or just the regular cm punk um like best in the world shirt you, you know the shirt the one he wore at money in the bank yeah I, for me first of all i loved all of punk's shirts he had the the one that looked like a stained glass window kind of mm-hmm. that was dope i don't typically wear ringers though 
Um, I love the one with uh, the ribs on it. Yep. Uh, and then uh, he had the one with his two taped fists up. That's probably like one of my favorite shirts all you know, time. Julio's Julio wore one uh, yesterday. Yeah. It was like the the Ramones kind of logo that when he was doing the oh, whole Street yes. Society thing. Yeah. That one. Yeah. That one was also like a really cool one. Yeah. But like other than that, like I've, I don't think I've bought a WWE shirt in a while. Not for any hateful reasons, but um, other than like WWE shirts, I love almost everything that uh, Hao Ming does, which we Jesus, sell stuff. Those, on. those designs are fucking awesome. Yeah. The stuff that he does with New Japan, we don't get all, we, we do get some of Hao Ming stuff, but like he's got his own stuff. Super cool. It's got like that cool retro aesthetic kind of with that. It's got the luchador mask and uh, um, there's one shirt that I really want. It's the Soul Sports Bullet Club shirt. Yes, that's so tight looking. We have a we have a a friend of the show here who works with us, Chris Wong, and yep. he's friends with Masa. Like him and Masa, I didn't are, know that. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. I think he said they were like somehow distant like relatives, which oh. is I think how they got to know each other. We'll get into it when we have him on the show. Yeah, but he like he gets a lot of this cool fucking soul sports stuff that oh. like New Japan exclusives. That are just from there. I gotta start being nicer to him then. Right, and it, like he <laughs> before he started working here, he had asked me once too. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna place an order for these shorts. Do you want some?" But it's like fucking forty dollars for a pair of shorts. Yep. So I was like, ah. and at the time I was like, no. But he's always wearing his cool like, yeah, you know, New Japan stuff. So I think next time he next time he goes, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna have to get some. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's uh, that's it for our mailbag question. That's it for our mailbag question. But you know, we have a. a not a new segment necessarily. We had it on the first episode, but a friend of the show, Kevin Aldridge, reached out to me when we when I first announced, hey, we're doing a podcast. And for those of you unaware of who he is, he composes a lot of the themes and jingles for Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, mm-hmm. which I love all of them. I catch myself singing them whenever I'm like listening Very singable. To it. Very singable. And he had approached me. He said, hey, you know, I see you guys are doing this podcast. If you guys are interested in, you know, a jingle or two or like a theme song, let me know. I'll help you out with that. And I, unfortunately, we already had the song that we have at the beginning of the show with yeah. Sarah. But you know, I told him I'll let you know if we need uh, if we need anything. Well, that time came. He brought the heat. He brought the fucking oh. heat. Like the he sent it over to us, and it was one of those things where immediately I was like, "Yes, this is it. Yeah, I love it." And uh, now it's just now it's going to be our theme, the official theme for our uh, fan of the week. Fan of the week. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, fan of the week. Discrump and stank. I'm riding today to be the fan of the week. Your services suck, my order is fucked. Place this morning, I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your fan of the week. Have a nice day. This is Vinny from Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm going to read you the customer of the week. This is Christian from Parts Unknown. I'm not if I was billed or not for this month crate. I'm a huge fan. I was in the hospital, lost part of my foot. Thank you. Uh, wow. You're, you're welcome, I uh, guess. I don't think this man will be purchasing uh, any of our super kicks anytime soon. Uh, rest in peace, foot. <laughs> uh, speaking of peace, you know who's having a very peaceful time right who's now? That? Next week, yeah, Next week's guest. 
Frank Spahig. Oh, the Barracuda Bomber. The Barracuda Mailbox Bomber himself. For those of you unaware, Frank Frank is a... He's the captain steering the ship. Yeah. You know, Ryan has Ryan has way too much to do for him to, you know, be doing every little thing. Yeah. And Frank is his right hand man. Yep. And I'm Frank's right hand. You're the right hand of the right hand. The right hand. The, You're like some kind of weird mutant monster. Some weird, yeah, one of those uh, <laughs> weird Cronenberg monsters yeah. from Rick and Morty. Yeah. But Frank will be, he'll be on next week, which is, uh, it's funny enough, it's uh, during All Out Week. Yeah. And if any of you have been to the shop, You've yeah. seen him at meet and greets, kind of ushering people in, greeting he's people. A, he's a giant, burly teddy bear. Yeah, just insulting people, but yeah. in a lovable way. Yeah, in a lovable way. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's been with the company. I think he's like the second longest person yeah. who's been employed here. He does everything around here. Like, literally, I, the only reason that I know how to do everything around here is because I was trained to do everything around here by the man himself. We'll, we'll tell the story of how he rescued me from the front. And uh, And absconded away with you to the back. Yeah. So Frank will be our our guest next week. If you have any. Super excited. Yeah. If you you have any uh, qualms or uh, is that the right word? Qualms? Yeah. If you got any problems with the way things are done. Yeah. uh, You can take it up with him. Yeah. Uh, Once you see him, you might not want to, but he's, he's the man steering this ship. Yeah. And if you got any questions for Frank specifically, I mean. Yeah, we can, go, we can go, ask him. Yeah, go ahead, send them in. If you, have, if you know yeah. who Frank is, you have any questions for him, yeah. send them in. Along if we with, don't know, he'll know. Yeah, if, yeah, if we don't know, he'll know. Along with any other questions. Yeah. But yeah, I think that'll. Uh, or you know what? Hmm. You know who loves himself a good Omaha steak? Frank. Frank. Yeah, I know. Fra- I don't know yet. They won't sponsor us. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you and I will enjoy it yet, but I know he's enjoyed them because he when when Nick talked about having them, he he mentioned that he liked them and yeah, he uh he he's got a very particularly uh like he's got a refined palate, a refined palate. There he's you go. a man of great taste, and he loves the finer things. And if this guy likes Omaha steaks, they gotta be good. Yeah, and you know what? That that guy's practically like uh what? It's not that's. COO around here, right? Yeah. Chief operating officer. Yeah. That means that guy's got some bank, which yeah. means we might be able to, if we, if, you know, if we're lucky enough, we might be able to just get the whole $75 from him. We should ask. We should definitely ask because that might mean that, like, the PWT t shirt shop will be up sooner rather than later, but we'll, we'll just have to see. Listen, like, he, he knows we're working hard. Maybe he'll treat us to some money. I mean, either he'll give us money or just take us to lunch like he typically does. Yeah, or throw us a steak. Yeah, but fingers crossed. Uh, but, yeah, that, that'll be it for this week. Yeah, we've babbled Again, enough. Yeah, we've babbled enough. Again, thank you for all, all the new listeners, all the old listeners. Yeah, we and love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. We genuinely enjoy hearing all, like, the feedback from this. Like, I, I, I mentioned I met people in Toronto. who I signed an autograph in Toronto. It's amazing. You're which, a celebrity. Yeah, which amazing. I was like, oh, I was like, this is not good for my giant head. Is this going to get even bigger? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we enjoy hearing the feedback, you know, via Twitter, Instagram, uh, emailing it into yeah. us. And we're having a great time doing this. I mean, we started out a little worried. We mm-hmm. didn't know. We still don't know what we're doing, but um, it seems to be resonating with some of you guys, and uh, we're seeing better numbers every week. Yeah, so. and you know, we we I'm trying to put together uh, 
quite the eclectic group of guests. Yeah. You know, because typically wrestling podcasts tend to have the same. The same guests. The, the same, same guests, questions. which is fine. You know, people like people like hearing, you know, about what certain wrestlers are up to. And uh, I, I banked a few episodes while I was up in the six. Yep. So we'll we'll like to we'll continue keeping the trend of interesting people not not to say we're not going to have actual wrestlers because we've got quite a few of them lined up yes we do um yeah and maybe next week we'll talk about glow when you catch up oh i so as far as glow i got two episodes in yeah i watched it in a day the like first two three minutes of episode one (laughs) fuck yeah like i love glow yeah, Glow is a, it, it's really good. It's I, one of my favorites. Yeah, I love, uh, what's her name, Annie from The Office. Not The Office, from, uh, uh, God, what's that fucking show? The you don't love her that much. <laughs> I, I guess I don't. Community. From Community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she plays... Uh, Zoya the Destroyer. Zoya the Destroyer. Yeah. I always want to call her Liberty Bell, but I know that's I know. not her. You know, it's funny. I, I was talking to my brother about it, and he called her American Maid, which was a character from The Tick. And I thought he was joking, but... Actually, mistook her for American well, maids. So. Yeah, I, I definitely try to catch up. Um, it's been a little busy here. We've had we were doing like yeah. the crates this month, which yep. like I you know Frank and I do that as well. Yep. Like we cranking away. Yeah, if it's you know Michael handles the uh, the technical aspect. Stupid Michael. Stupid Michael. Hashtag stupid Michael. He handles all like the computer stuff, but we do we do the grunt work. You're the men with the boots on the ground. Yeah, getting every, it done. Every single pro wrestling crate. That, crate that goes out i physically touch they've been myself. caressed gently yeah they've been caressed gently and frank puts the labels on them so yep. you know if you guys are if you guys are enjoying those crates you're all friends of the show yeah you're all friends of the show <laughs> all all million of you who yeah. purchase our crates seemingly but yeah make sure to uh subscribe to us on itunes uh if there's any sort of platform that we're not on that you guys want to hear us on let us know i i think we have like the main ones covered spotify yeah, Google we, Play, gotta, we cast a wide net with those yeah but so. um until next week guys uh i've been scrump and this is stank have a good one